the stabbing. MPs have voted to continue with plans for the controversial high-speed rail link HS2 despite a rebellion by 35 Conservatives, including Buckinghamshire MPs Cheryl Gillan and Stephen Baker. The Transport Secretary, Patrick McLaughlin, said he expected work to start by 2017. Aylesbury MP and Europe Minister David Liddington missed the vote as he was on an official trip to Estonia, but Cheryl Gillan told the Commons Mr Liddington could rebel in future. Now the member for Aylesbury and I have worked together on HS2 and the long tunnelling option. And he has said to me that if he is not satisfied that the arrangements both for mitigation of the AOMB and compensation, and particularly as far as Dunsmore and Wendover Dean and Wendover is concerned, he will join me in the lobbies and vote against this project. A school in Leeds where a teacher was stabbed to death is expected to open as usual this morning. A 15-year-old boy has been questioned by police after the attack on his school's long-serving Spanish teacher, Anne Maguire. Commuters are facing disruption to their journeys this morning after tube workers began a two-day strike. The RMT union opposes moves to cut jobs and move staff from ticket offices to station concourses. New traffic restrictions come into force today in Hemel Hempstead Old Town as work on the one-way system continues. Traders whose businesses have been hit by the works will now have to contend with restrictions on waiting or loading. More from Tony Fisher. From today, there'll be no waiting or loading on the high street between its junctions with Queensway and Cherry Bounce, except as permitted in marked bays. These will be indicated by contrasting road surfaces and traffic signs. Motorists are warned that if they contravene the new regulations, they will be issued with fines. The works to the high street are due to finish in mid-May. In sport, Watford play their final away match of the championship season tonight at relegation-threatened Charlton. And ahead of Sunday's civic reception, the Luton managing director Gary Sweet is asking fans to drop the derogatory chant about the FA saying they should put the past behind them. The weather, mist and, flo- mist and fog will be slow to clear this morning. Sunny intervals and showers this afternoon. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Simon, are we allowed to... I don't know... As you know, I don't know a lot about football, hence you winning £5 the other week. I think I was shafted. But what is the derogatory chant about the FA? Um... Oh. We, do you want me to sing it? Or... Yeah, uh, well, I can obviously leave the offending words Please out. do, where you go. It's something along the lines of, we're on our way back, we're on our way back, beep, the FA, we're on our way back. Oh, I see. It's that one. It's quite popular amongst the uh, Luton faithful. Some of them are quite good. The only one I know, and I think I think I can say this on the radio, mm. he's blonde, he's quick, his name's a porno flick, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Can I say that on the radio? Oh, you can probably get away with it. Thank you very much indeed, Simon Oxley. Excellent stuff. Across beds there we go. and bucks. My buttons weren't working. Is Ian Lee. BBC ah. Three Counties Radio. This is what I was trying to do. Dad Pop. Where did that idea come from? Um, it came from my, my brain. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Where I live it's nice, you've got good community spirit. It's becoming a bit more villagey and better community spirit. All this week we're featuring Houghton Regis. You will not find a better fighting spirit in, in the whole of Bedfordshire than Houghton Regis. It's all about where you live. On a whole, it's great. The Big Tour, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, there's a certain charm in some of the football chants. They're quite witty. He's blonde, he's quick, his name's a porno flick, Emmanuel. I mean, that's... I'm assuming that's about a footballer called Emmanuel. I'm guessing. I don't know. 
morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Boy, oh boy, it's an action-packed show from nine o'clock with JVS. But up until then, ah, you know. Wheelies in Houghton. Roadworks in Hemel. Those stories are in a row over HS2, but it won't make any difference. It's going to go ahead anyway. Man, those rebels were crushed yesterday, weren't they? Weren't they? Ouch! Border Facebook at the moment. Phone calls and texts only, please. 81333, start your text 3CR, or give me a phone call. It's the best way. We've had some cracking phone calls recently. Come on, guys. 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The, um, the squares, the suits, the governators at BBC Three Counties Radio wanted me to play the pretenders in Brass in Pocket next. Not a chance, you losers.
on. Come on. Oh, that's really... I could play that all morning. That set me up for the morning. That has good stuff. Adam and indeed... There was no ants there. It's just Adam ants. Just Adam. It's just Adam and an ant. Now, this week, uh, our big tour focuses on Houghton Regis, where Bedfordshire police are once again being criticised for failing to respond to complaints of antisocial behaviour. But this time, instead of hanging around shops, the yobs are on wheels! And boy, doesn't that sound like a great title for a straight-to-video movie. Catherine Boyle, uh, it it could be described as a yob on wheels. She's been looking at this. What's this all about, Catherine? Well, this is another problem that the people of Houghton Regis have been complaining about, they say, for some time, and with varying levels of success. Um, When when we talk about off-road bikes, we're mostly talking about motorbikes and quad bikes, and teenagers are getting together to mess around on them and either forget or not giving a monkeys about the impact on people who live nearby. Some are actually taunting residents, though. It's not just youthful exuberance. So it's just kids going out of their is, way. This is kids riding around on off-road bikes yeah. and those little mini motos yeah. and things like that. No helmets on. No helmets just on. Just tearing around on these things. Um, some are actually taunting the residents, though. There's a story we'll hear about uh, later in which a biker actually went chopping through a cricket match. Wow. Um, but for the general picture, let's hear from the people of Houghton Regis. The kids on these motorbikes, they've got no tax, no MOT. They're just ones that they put together. And when the smaller ones go across the green, they're right behind them and racing around them on the bikes. It is very dangerous. They've got no thought for anybody else and it's it's just continuous well how often does it happen every day every day of the week we have it from sort of nine ten o'clock in the morning till late at night majority of the time there's about two or three of them that do it and they're always two up on a bike so it it is very annoying have you ever said anything to any of them it's waste of time because they just ride away and ignore you they give you some nasty words and off they go it's even down where you are, isn't it? Yeah. And we've got alleyways where I live that go from one side of the estate to the other. They even ride up and down on there, in there. And you've got OAPs that walk up and down, kids and everything, and they've got no thought for anybody. Have you ever reported it to the police? They just don't want to know. They said there's nothing they can do. We've always got them in our street. We know where they are as well, but nobody does anything about it. Do you know where they live? Yeah. There's... Um, two people in our street that actually um, have these off-road bikes and the mini motos as well and they're running backwards and forwards with children on their bikes as well with no helmets on nothing and it's a dead-end street so if a car comes down to do a left or a right they're going to have them off their bikes but by the time beds please come down they're gone I mean even if you're walking across the green in the park it's unsafe because you never know where this bike's going to come and take all your shopping with you have you told the police where they live I've told the police many times, even when I've had a problem with the children and they've been assaulted, the police might come out 24, 48 hours later. What's the point? They don't do nothing. There's no point. So, there's been a clampdown, has there? Well, yeah, I think there have been various attempts by the police to put a stop to this, but obviously they will argue that short of putting a permanent patrol on this is not a great deal they will do or can do if people don't report it. Here's an idea. Has anybody spoken to the bikers? Yes. Oh, have we? It was our reporter, Toby Friedman. He's been talking to them to get their side of things. Here's part of his conversation with a young lad called Ben. So, Ben, you you ride an off-road bike, do you? Yeah. And where do you ride it? Um, Anywhere we can get round without people having a go at us. So where would that be? Green, like, round round Bedford Square and everywhere else where no-one's actually around to have a go at us for no reason. 
so people have a go at you do they for riding your bike in certain places yeah because they think we're going to start something because there's normally a big gang of us and they think we're going to start something but that's what other people do not us so young people who get us a bad reputation and we're getting fed up with it and, and what sort of things do people say when they challenge you about it they say why are you out here causing trouble and just go get a life and we try to tell them we're not getting up to no good we're always behaving we might get in occasionally a bit of tr- trouble but not that much what sort of trouble like we normally get in a little bit of fights between us so between yourselves yeah because we normally have big arguments about where we're going to go next if we have a go, go out for it can you understand why people might be concerned about safety if you're riding off-road bikes in places that you're not supposed to be riding them? Yeah, but it's kind of hard, though, for some of us to get proper bikes, though, because they're so much these days. Because the bike that I got is what I've been given by my dad because my other one's broke, and now that one's broke because people keep having a go at me for it and kicking the wheels. So I can't do anything about it now. And so you're left with no choice, then, you think, to ride in pedestrian areas or on the street yeah because there's nowhere else plus it's the quickest way to get around as well instead of walking because we like getting places fast and they can't really expect us to walk around taking our time because normally we have to be in at certain times hang on so if we're walking around hang on, we're going to be late and then we're going to get grounded Ben right hang on I was with Ben I was, I was with Ben I thought what what a, 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 a well spoken intelligent young man who the whole world is against him until the last 20 seconds of that where he, people can't expect us to walk around because then we'll be late and we'll get grounded we'll leave leave earlier what is that also, his argument? Also the conversation about, yeah, we have little fights in between us. So you don't get grounded for that. Oh. You don't I, get grounded for terrifying old ladies. Uh, ben, I was on your side until that last 20 seconds oh. and I thought, what a plum. But isn't this just what? And I can call them kids because I'm 40 now, even though they're probably in their late teens, early 20s. Uh, it, it, this is what kids do, isn't it? Kids have always, it's not always been motorbikes, but it, they, they've always run around, ridden around on their BMXs or their disco boots causing havoc and mayhem. When I was a kid, it was skateboards. Yep. We were yeah. hacking up the curbs and making um, nuisance of ourselves. Uh, Tony Hawks has a lot to answer for. The American, not the uh, insipid British comedian. 08459 four double five five double five. if you want to have your say on that. Why wouldn't you? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. On public transport, we've got strike action going on today. On the Chiltern Railway, there's a reduced service between Marlebone and Aylesbury. Normal service will run via Amersham from 7am. Also on the Northern Line from 7, services will run from Edgware, High Barnet and Mill Hill East. Then on First Capital Connect, no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. Trains will instead be diverted via King's Cross. Onto the roads on the speed sensors in Luton at the Kidneywood roundabout. Both Airport Way and London Road already looking a little heavy heading towards the motorway. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. 6.17, it's Tuesday the 29th of April. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Houghton Regis say the problem of nuisance off-road bikers is getting worse, despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. 
A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility. And MPs have voted to continue with plans for the controversial high-speed rail link HS2, despite a rebellion by 35 Conservatives, including Buckinghamshire MPs Cheryl Gillan and Stephen Baker. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they're starting to introduce an American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, if the... Uh... Ah, Joe's in Letchworth. Morning, Joe. Hi, Ian. Uh, oh, Joe, you sound a bit down. What's wrong, mate? Oh, I'm just feeling a little bit jaunty today. You don't sound jaunty. You sound jaundiced. <laughs> I like jaundice. I don't, I don't like it. I've never had it, and I, I don't know how it makes you feel. But it makes you look fun, doesn't it? Yellow's a fun colour for people to be. Unless you're Justin D, in which case orange is a fun colour to be. Orange is the fun colour to be if you are the D. Joe, <laughs> what have you got? Not to make light of anyone who may be suffering from the terrible condition, jaundice. <laughs> what have you got for us today, Joe? The, um, the young Ben chap from Outton Regis. Yes, yes. Ian, I, I was from the skateboard era. Oh. Uh, as well, but oh, do you know what? I used to play around on bikes and bits and pieces, and we used to get bikes and put them. Do you remember the old Honda C seventies? Uh, th- no, were they the ones that you had to pedal to start them? No, they're pretty much the next one up. They were sort of um, like a Honda Club. They had like a front fairing on them, really sort of you yeah. know, three gears clicked down. But do you know what? They were cheap. They were cheerful, and we used to play with them as kids and, yeah. and teenagers. I was with you as well with Ben to the last twenty seconds, but. You've got to give him. You've got to give him that twenty seconds in because at the end of the day, the youngsters and youngsters do say silly things from time to time. Yeah, but it's interesting. So you're coming down on Ben's side. Ben's out there on on bikes. I don't know if there were motorbikes as well. He was on. I, I, let, let's assume they were having a little bit of argy bargy with his mates, and, and you don't really see a problem with that. The thing is, if he's giving. Um, Neighbours and residents, the middle finger, or or using uh, expletive, then fair enough. Do you know what I mean? He needs he needs to curb his tongue. But at the same time, look, you'd rather hit know where he is on a bike yeah. with his mates, having a bit of fun, than either selling drugs, getting involved in 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 other <laughs> other mischievous mischievous uh, adventures with teenagers. If they if they had someone there give a bit of advice and guidance with a motorbike, even set up a club or something like that, and, do you know what I mean? To get to give the, them the kids something to concentrate on. What's the harm? At least you know where they are. Do you know what I mean? Kath- Catherine is asking me to ask you, what do we do for them? I don't think we do anything for them. What 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 do the, what, what more do they want? They've got PlayStation fours. They've got Xbox ones. That you know they've got the future in their hands. Exactly. And, and what does this prove to Ian? Right, you give them all the technology in the world, but at the end of the day, they'd rather be outside in the fresh air with their mates messing around having a bit of fun with all right listen later on we're going to talk to a cricket club okay uh, and they were playing a, a game of cricket when their match was disturbed by youngsters on these little motorbikes riding through the the cricket game what do you reckon to that well if if ben and his mates uh, are guilty of that then 
I think one they mean a good talking to, but I don't think you should, they should be completely written off just for, for one for one one bad thing. And, and I, I don't think be- ben, I don't think Ben was including that. I think it's different people. But what can I can, can I ask you a question, Joe? This is what I'm making up from what I'm hearing for from you. Yeah, you've got a sneaky little bit of respect for the the bloke that ran a, rode across a cricket game on a motorbike. No, no, because, no. Because are you I- sure? Exactly. No, I'm definitely sure because okay. that mate, that is a, that's dangerous. Yep. At the end of the day, that's dangerous. He's put himself at risk and he's put other people. If he's just out having a bit of fun with no one else around, and as long as a, a, an adult knows where he is, do you know what I mean? Let him have a little bit of fun. Joe, thank you very much. We've got to end it there because we're out of time. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. First cab off the rank. I'm surprised. He's kind of on the side with conditions of the youngsters on the bikes and the motorbikes. Joe, uh, who I'm guessing is in his 40s, um, to be talking that freely about skateboards, he kind of remembers what it was like. I have a vague memory of what it was like, but he perhaps remembers better than me. Whose side are you on? The bikers or the troubled residents? 08459 555. Now, the, uh, the suits here at BBC Three Counties Radio want me to play this. Not a chance. Playing this. I'm playing McCartney. Don't mess with me. I'm on fiery form today. I've been living in style Unaccustomed as I am To the luxury life I've been hitting the town And it didn't hit back I've been doing the rounds Unaccustomed
We've been following the... That's a way to start a new story. Hey! Hey! Hey, we've been following the fortunes of traders in Hemel lately, where many have been blaming roadworks for a devastating drop in trade. Well, this morning, new traffic restrictions come into force there, which will change the way people can park, as well as waiting and unloading times. Well, Justin Dealey, you've been following this one very, very close... Uh, for us, and the plan is for you to be there all morning. Is that right, Justin? Uh, that is correct indeed, Ian. I should be there this morning. I mean, th- this story started back in uh, June of last year. That There's been so much uh, negative reaction to what's been happening there. People saying to us that they're losing thousands of pounds. So, uh, big changes from today. Is this going to be the light at the end of the tunnel for the traders? We'll be there live this morning to find out if that's the case. So, what's, what's changing from today? Well, from this morning, you're not allowed to do any waiting, loading or unloading on the high street between Queensway and Cherry Bounce, unless you're in one of these new Mark bays. Now, to Coranborough Council, they say to us that you will be able to spot these bays because there'll be contrasting road surfaces uh, as well as the traffic signs. Uh, the message is simple. If you break the rules, you will be fine. What I would say, the big thing really, is the one-hour waiting zone. So at the moment, you can park there and go off and do what you want for hours. Um, what they're trying to do is increase trade, so you're only allowed to park on the High Street for one hour max. Okay, now is there any word from the council as to when these roadworks are going to end? Well, we've been told uh, May the 14th, but um, as I mentioned to you uh, a moment ago, these roadworks started back in June of last year. They were meant to be completed by the end of October. Um, so May the 14th, we're being told, but as we've experienced so many times, there could be more delays. Gosh, okay. You've been uh, talking to lo- local traders as well, haven't you? Yeah, not happy at all. I've been talking to uh, quite a few of them. Here's one. This is uh, Raj Chopra. Uh, he's from the Day One Convenience Store. Um, he's had enough. He's actually sold his business because of the roadworks. Well, Raj, we're, we're currently in your shop. Um, there's no customers here. Um, you've had enough. You've sold up. You're going yes. because of the roadworks. Yeah, that's because of the roadwork. That's the only reason we sold it. Otherwise, we, why would we go? The business was good before. We had customers come in, but we lost almost over, over say, about three, four hundred customers. So three to four hundred customers you've yeah. lost since these roadworks started. Yeah. How much money would you estimate that, that you've lost during that period? I'll say in a week time we lost about over four, four thousand to six thousand pounds a week. A we week? Lost, yes, a week. We're easily losing it. So but, looking at the maths here, since what, last June, yeah. um, you must be talking about what, 60, 70,000 pounds? 70,000 pounds easily. Yeah, definitely. That's easily. But if you think about it, because customers, that, that's money is lost, yeah? Also, like we sell in the shop as you get a goodwill for it, yeah? That's half a lost already. Are you surprised somebody bought this? I hope it goes well for them. And it was cheaper for them. And they see the size of the shop, they were like, yes. It's so you've lost price. out again in the yeah. price because of what's been happening. Ways. So whatever we worked for the last two years, it was for nothing. And that's all because of this road work. And I don't, I, didn't, I don't even know why they start working on this road work when the road was nothing wrong with it. Why would you make this road one-way street? What needed? Is there so much traffic around there? No. I was going to say, from Tuesday, new traffic restrictions are coming to play here, but yeah. by the sounds of it, it's, it's all too late. What I, what I see personally here, yeah, it's not going to be much business. Nah, what? Because of the road. Even when it's finished? Yeah, I think so. It doesn't make any difference that if they made a car park. If there is no... People coming, don't need it. People used to, like, say, example, people was driving from Pickersend to pass through this road, yeah, from the high street. It was easy for them to go town, or easier. Now they have to go all the way around. That's one lost. 
Thank you for that, Justin. Justin, they're talking to one unhappy shopkeeper, soon to be former shopkeeper. Well, in about an hour's time, we'll be speaking to the leader of Decorum Borough Council, Councillor Andrew Williams, to get his takes on that. 08459 455 555. Let's get the travel news now with Alice Glossop. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On public transport, the London Underground has strike action today. It's having an impact on a number of lines. The Chiltern Railway has a reduced service between Marylebone and Aylesbury, but there will be normal service via Amersham from 7. Also on the Northern Line from 7 o'clock, services will run from Edgware, High Barnet and Mill Hill East. Then on First Capital Connect, there'll be no service between Finsbury Park and Moorgate, and trains will instead divert via King's Cross. On the roads, on the speed sensors, the M1 London bound looking heavy already between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Then still at the Kidneywood Roundabout, Airport Way and London Road looking heavy as you head towards the motorway. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents in Hatton Regis say the problem of nuisance off-road bikers is getting worse despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility. 35-year-old Samir Barber attacked 67-year-old Leonard Flower in his garage in Carnegie Gardens in October last year. MPs have voted to continue with plans for HS2 through Buckinghamshire. Aylesbury MP and Europe Minister David Liddington missed the vote as he was on an official trip to Estonia but could rebel in the future. And commuters are facing disruption to their journeys this morning after tube workers began a two-day strike. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford play their final away match of the championship season tonight. The Hornets are at relegation-threatened Charlton. Manager Beppe Sonino, talking through an interpreter, says although they can't now reach the playoffs, they will still act professionally. My players are perfectly aware that the season will be finished on the 3rd of May. Until that date, they must be professional. They must to respect the, the people that are coming to watch the game. And uh, I'm sure that they will do it. And there's full commentary on Watford at Charlton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. Also tonight, Chesham play their Southern League Premier Division. Premier Division playoff semi-final at home to Stourbridge. Arsenal are on the brink of Champions League qualification after a 3-0 home win over Newcastle. Arsene Wenger's side now four points clear of fifth place Everton with two games to play. We had some problems at the start of the game in the first 20 minutes to find our way through their defending and after that when you found an opening it became stronger every minute in the game and overall in the second half we controlled it very well. Ahead of Sunday's civic reception, the Luton managing director Gary Sweet is asking fans to drop the derogatory chant about the FA, saying they should put the past behind them. We've got to look at, look towards the future, and, and that, to some extent, might mean not forgetting the past, but putting the past behind us. Mm. I firmly remember those days when I went to the DFA and the Football League appeals about our points deductions, but there there are specific individuals that were involved in that case that we can blame, but not necessarily the the, the organisations. Those organisations have changed. And the quarter-final lineup at the World Snooker is complete. Judd Trump beat Ryan Day and will play Neil Robertson. Sean Murphy's win over Marco Fu sets up a quarter-final against the defending champion Ronnie O'Sullivan. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. 
call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, Capture, 
Uh, work. <laughs> you don't work. <laughs> I do a bit. Really, do you? What do you do? Yeah, um, write all your scripts. Whoa, hey, whoa, Make guys. Sure all... Hang on a minute, guys. Don't don't listen to her. None of, none of this stuff is scripted. I've scripted that bit there that you just did there. It's all spontaneous. Spontaneous, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, yeah. uh, we're we're going to do the papers. Yeah. But there's nothing in the papers. I mean, okay, that's not to to demean the rather serious stories of the teacher that was murdered in a classroom. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And Max Clifford being found guilty of being a pervert. Those things to one side... Yeah. We're kind of left with um, Posh and Beck's going out. Yeah, the, the, and Gordon Ramsay seems to have had a, a hair transplant. He's had a weird haircut. Well, he's he... got like an undercut, but apparently they think they can. They think he's got a Kim Jong Un. Mm. <laughs> it does all... look a bit like that, but apparently there are little red dots in that bit that's been shaded in underneath. Apparently it has been shaded in, yes. which suggests that he's had a, a hair transplant. Do you know what? If you've got the money, go for it. If 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 I ha- no, don't go for it. Go. Oh, no, I think you're fine. Wayne Rooney's looks all right. Go ball. Just go ball. Bald. Just go bald. I mean, I, that will never happen to me. I'm going to go like my father, um, uh, fat and a bit racist. No, I'm going to go like my dad and just just a thick head of grey hair, white hair, ultimately. But if it did happen to you, you've got plenty to harvest from elsewhere, haven't you? Because you're Sorry? quite a hairy man. Hairy man? Yeah, it sort of peeps out from your collar. I'm a hairy man. Do they have to shave my, your neck in? They, they do. do, yeah. They do. They shave the neck and the top of my shoulders now. Yeah. I've, I've started shaving my neck. Every kind of like every third face shave I have, <gasps> I, re- have I do a reach round. round. Yeah, I do a reach round in the bathroom. I've always thought, and this is something I might take to the dragons for a very hairy man, yeah. such as yourself. There must be some sort of template not, we I'm could not, do. I'm not like a Greek man. Different- <laughs> I'm not one of them. I'm not Richard is Keys. It, is, it, is it a Scottish thing? A Celtic thing? I'm not that. I'm not that hairy. You are quite hairy. I'm not that hairy. Not as hairy as you. Oh. Welcome back, everybody, who gave Good Morning, This Is Britain a chance yesterday uh, and realised it was a load of old guff. It's done terrible reviews. If you thought that a cha-cha-cha was an effort, just watch Susanna try to sparkle at dawn, says the male. Oh, I think this is horrible. Bullying. And then, like, it's like keeping your Ferrari in the garage. Right, I have a massive problem with this. Go on. This is a woman who's educated... She's one of the rare few that have been allowed to front something and be the main person. And she's, I think she's very, very good. Yes, she's an excellent presenter. No, but everyone's just focusing on the fact that she's attractive. Yeah. Yes, OK, I, I don't think, personally, she would have got the job if she wasn't attractive because yeah. that's she's just the beautiful. way things work, OK, yeah. in television. You don't get a female version of Bill Turnbull getting a job in television. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you just don't. So... She did the job yesterday perfectly adequately. She's sitting next to Ben, who's OK. Yeah. You know, they're all, they're all OK. What do they focus on on that page? The fact that she didn't get her legs out. The fact that you you, you don't see her legs. Well, uh, yeah, you're right. That's that's. Um, but in the great scheme of things, in television, that is a that is a silly mistake <sighs> to not play on that. And I know it's sad that we have to, and it's sad that we do. I did a breakfast television program many did you years get ago. Your legs out? Ten years ago. No, I didn't. But uh, the girl I was presenting it with, Kate Lawler, who was a Big Brother winner, she came in in jeans one day. The boss took her to one side and said, "No, that's not what I'm paying you for." Uh, and then the next day she was in uh, ultra short miniskirts for the rest of the run. That is so wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. But it's dance, monkey girl, dance. ITV is in a is in a real battle here to prove that they can get this right after getting it wrong for so many times, and having her sat behind a desk in a television in a pr- production uh, terms is a mistake. Ugh. But also that to one side because I've met her and she's lovely. She's a really nice person. She's been very kind to me. That to one side. Apparently it was terrible. 
I don't think anybody had a good word to say about it. It was they tried to make it to but American. We all geared up for not liking it. Yeah, of course, of course. The, the, the four people behind a desk won't work. It only it's only ever worked for loose women that format, really, really. Uh, they'll, they'll get rid of the, the other two. Will kind of be um, sidelined, and the desk will go by the end of July. Or she'll be told to perch on it. <laughs> <laughs> While yeah. whistling Dixie. If you saw it, I mean, we did this yesterday, if you saw it and you, you've joined us because it was so poor, 08459 A uh, Very serious story about Paul Simon and his wife. The seriousness to one side, doesn't he look old? Well, he is old. But, yeah, but doesn't he look old? Yeah, he does. Thank you. He looks like a shriveled old walnut who hasn't written a good song in 50 years. Oh, no, he has. Well. Did you ever hear that one he did, um, Father, uh, Father and Daughter? You're thinking of mother and child. No, different mother one. Mother and no, child. No, one, one. It was Father like, and daughter reunion. No, it was something, I think it was around 2006. It was a very, I found that a very moving song. He did, it made me cry. He did do an album a few years ago. Called Surprise. Was, uh, possibly, I don't know, that was, uh, that was, was an, it was an album by an old man not trying to pretend to be young and it was, it was quite good. I yes. thought it was beautiful, that album. Okay. Absolutely beautiful. Um, there's stuff And, and that's about, it. There's no, honestly, the papers. Oh no, hang on. Go on. Do you remember when Nigel Kennedy was a young rapscallion? Oh, he was the punk uh, violinist. Yeah. Yeah. Was he really a punk, though? He had um, spiky hair. Yeah. So he um, once nearly killed a pop star after trying to hurl the television from his room into a hotel swimming pool. Here we go. I dragged the telly up to the roof and threw it over the side. Neil Tennant, brackets of the Pet Shop Boys, happened to be walking by and it missed him by a few inches. He added, I ought to feel sorry about that, but I don't. It might have been more interesting if the TV set had killed him. Chris Lowe would have had to continue as the pet shop boy. He was um, uh, Nigel Kennedy because he thought fit like that, Ludlow. Yeah. And that's not. I'm not taking the mic. I'm just doing an impression. Yeah. Thought fit like that. I Nigel Kennedy for soft That sounds like Michael Winner. Um. And he um, played um, like Danny Boy on the electric violin at a boxing match. That's all I remember about him. He was just a bit of a. a, a plum. He was the move toward. Then Vanessa May came up and stole his shine, didn't she? Vanessa May. What? A, yeah. We're having a few moments. I'm there. having a Vanessa May moment. <laughs> uh, anything else? Because honestly, I can't oh, find anything else in the packet. I bought a small pet. It grew bigger. We could do that phone in. Go on. A family was shell-shocked after their pet tortoise Victor tortoise turned out to be a rare giant breed oh. and grew to weigh. Nine stone. Flipping heck. How do they put him in their shoebox every winter? Wowzers. He was bought as a wedding anniversary gift 14 years ago. I don't remember that anniversary. I know there's cotton wood. I didn't realise there was a... Tortoise. Yeah. No one realised he was actually a sulcata tortoise, the third largest species... In the world! Victor, named after Victor Meldrew in TV's One Foot in the Grave, measures two feet from head to tail and will grow for another 35 years. I just can't believe it. Believe it. it. I just can't believe it. That was the catchphrase, wasn't it? Yes. My friend's got tortoises. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't see the point I of a don't tortoise. Get them, but I didn't no. realise how fast they are. My friend had a tortoise. Yo. It ran away. Yeah, they scarper like nobody's. That whole thing about them being slow is a complete myth. And also, it was quite um, aggressive. Yeah, they bite. Yeah, it, was, it would go for your feet. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not going to go for your face, is it? It's if not going to jump up and, and get your face. Oh my neck! If you had a bag of crisps, you'd hear it yeah. running over the patio. Cats are get. Dogs, I can, I can kind of get. Rabbits, ah, yeah, I can kind of get. Um, but a, a tortoise, lizards. tortoise, lizards, stick insects. Oh, Kelly, Kelly, you've got. Oh, no, don't talk about them. Why? One's. Um... Oh, did. Uh... Go on, ask her. Kelly, 
You've got, you, well, I, I don't know if I'm, you, you stick insects. You had some stick insects. Uh, I had two. Okay, and how are they? One's dead. The other one is pretty much still alive, but a little bit lonely. How, how did it die? Well, it was the weaker of the two. They're both females. This one was called Mr. Stick. It only had three legs. It was quite big. It was oh. bigger than the other one. Yeah. Um, and they'd grow their own legs back, and you could start seeing the legs grow back. So you pulled its leg off to see no, if it would grow its I leg back. do that. And when I got them out to swap over the leaves, I noticed that he was, he was just a little bit slower than normal. Yeah. You know. So I pop, popped him back on the leaf, and then I found him, and he was sort of... Cro- he'd crossed these legs that he had left yeah. and bowed his little head and oh that's just, respectful just laid there <laughs> and died yeah wowzers what does it taste like chicken there we go 08459 555 travel news for beds hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio Bound heavier than usual between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and 19 for Watford. The A1M southbound also heavier than usual between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. It's probably all because of the strike action that's going on today on public transport. Chiltern Railways have a reduced service between Marlebone and Aylesbury, but normal service will run via Amersham from 7. Also on the Northern Line from 7, services will run from Edgware, High Barnet and Mill Hill East. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. 647. Uh, it's Tuesday, the 29th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Houghton Regis say the problem of nuisance off-road bikers is getting worse despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility. And MPs have voted to continue with plans for the controversial high-speed rail link HS2, despite a rebellion uh, by 35 Conservatives, including Buckinghamshire MP Cheryl Gillan and Ginger Baker. Uh, We'll be taking uh, a phone call from Anonymous. Mm, In a minute. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. For some of us, it's a rather misty and murky start to the day. There's a bit of mist and fog out there. Some of it actually quite dense, but it should lift fairly quickly uh, this morning, but predominantly into low cloud. Now, we may get one or two spots of rain first thing, but by the afternoon, that's going to turn more showery. We're likely to see this cloud thin and break a little, maybe get some sunny spells or at least some bright spells, but the heat will spark off some potentially quite heavy showers, so that's something to watch out for. A rumble or two of thunder mixed in there as well. Maximum temperature, though, is still... Still looking at a warm 17 Celsius, 63 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now the showers will roll through the evening, but once the sun sets it will dry out. We'll get some clear spells, patchy cloud, we're likely to see mist and fog patches develop. Uh, minimum temperature down to around 8 Celsius, well between 8 and 10 really, so still relatively mild. For tomorrow, a similar start to the day, rather grey, rather misty, but it will gradually start to brighten up. Maybe one or two showers, not quite as heavy as today. The maximum temperature up to 17 Celsius, that's 63 degrees degrees in Fahrenheit and that's your forecast. 
Next Monday is Milton Keynes Marathon Day on BBC Three Counties Radio. As a station, we are going to be going there fully loaded and prepared to go as a team for success. And with less than a week to go, let's see how our main runner is getting on. I'm Jeff Doyle and I'm the sports editor at BBC Three Counties Radio. I run once, twice a week, about 10k for about... 50 minutes. The Milton Keynes Marathon. My tri suit is an all in one, which comes to about the knee. Very, very tight. Countdown to the Milton Keynes Marathon. The last time I, I did something like this, I had a curry. I was out with friends and it was a curry and beer night, and it wasn't pleasant after the race. Countdown to the Milton Ooh. Keynes Marathon with BBC Three Counties Radio. This is true. Sometimes when uh, you run the marathon, they don't publicise this. When you run the marathon, um, because of the impact it's having on your internal organs, you soil yourself. Have you heard this? I've heard that rumour. You soil yourself. One of the many reasons why I don't run. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Look at Kelly's face. Look, it's, you, they don't mention that when you're, you're signing up for Macmillan or Cancer Research. Thank you. By the way, you do know there's a strong chance you may soil yourself. Ah, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm sure that's in the small print. I'll pass on this. I'll wait four five nine four double five five double five. If, if I'm, I've started it, I have to say it. If Where did ever, that come from? If you've ever soiled yourself in a marathon. Just just doily banging on about how he's going to run a marathon. Uh, he won't be the big man if he has to <laughs> wipe his leg. You know what I'm saying? Very rarely do I allow this. Anonymous is on the line. Good morning, Anonymous. Morning to you. Good morning. What, 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 why are you remaining anonymous? Have you got a serious story to tell us? No, no, no. It's, um, I don't want to divulge my identity. Just arrived at work, and I speak on behalf of all the 40-something single women in the county who listen to you every morning. Yes. Please stop talking about your hairy body. What? Oh, it's so nice. Sorry? I just said please stop talking about your hairy body in the morning. It's just too distracting. Is, is, it, is it putting you and the girls off? Jesus Christ. Just don't do it. It's not. Good. I've got to go in and do a full day's work now. Thinking about you and your hairy neck. Gosh. Well, I, I'm. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's working for you, anonymous. I'll. I'll try and keep my hair to myself. We, we've all got a huge crush on you out here, so just be careful what you say in the morning. Where? Where, where are you? Just so I can avoid it. Oh, uh, well, not a million miles from Stanborough Lake. Oh God, I'm scared. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye bye. Oh gosh. I think that if she actually uh, saw it, she'd get over it. No, it's not. I'm not that hairy. We're now on Instagram. Yes. I'm not hairy. <laughs> you are a bit. I'm not hairy. Where well, is I that? I can g- see peeping out. I mean, you're not Richard Keyes. Scoines? Yeah. I'm not hairy, am I? Mm. <laughs> Flipping heck. <laughs> the back of my mind I recognize what you mean to me and all the corners of our picture are You ask me to remember A kiss is but a kiss 
Paolo Natini. I like Paolo Natini. He's only about 16, though. He's like that fella from The Commitments. He was 16, wasn't he, The Commitments boy? I wouldn't mind seeing that film. I wonder if The Commitment... I know there's a musical, a stage version of it. I wonder if the film stands the test of time. I might, I might check that out. MPs have voted to press ahead with HS2 despite a bit of rebellion from some Conservatives, including Chesham and Amersham's Cheryl Gillan and Wickham's Steve Baker. The MP for Aylesbury and Government Minister David Lindsden had been tipped by Cheryl Gillan to vote against his party on HS2 if the Chilterns weren't adequately protected. But when it came down to it, he didn't vote at all. Well, political reporter Paul Scoynes was at Westminster yesterday. Paul, what happened yesterday? Well, uh, Ian, yeah, the bill was passed. It was passed by 451 votes to 41 late last night at around, uh, I think it was about 20 to midnight or so. Uh, Not a packed chamber, I should say. It was probably half full or so. Um, uh, uh, Just before that, Cheryl Gillan uh, had uh, an amendment through which would have stopped the bill dead in its tracks, and that had the support of 50 MPs, uh, and I think 30 of them were... uh, uh, were conservative, so she said that it was better support for it than she'd thought. Um, in terms of uh, some private polling by the, um, the, the the company Comrades, which is a sort of well-respected uh, polling organisation, they've put some data out about three out of ten Conservative MPs actually support the scrapping of HS2 entirely uh, and would hope that the money would be spent on other projects. Now, they're saying that privately, but obviously publicly through the uh, through the votes they, they, they say something different. And I suppose at the beginning of the day uh, with, with the Transport Secretary Patrick McLaughlin saying things like that Parliament you know, rejected the West Coast main line that runs up through you know, Hemel, Hempstead, Berkhamstead, Milton Keynes. They rejected that in 1830 because of uh, worries about land and he said that if we were talking about roads people would still be driving motorways up the A5 through places like uh, St Albans and Stony Stratford uh, and that people have to change with the times. Where was uh, David Liddington, the MP for Aylesbury who's so keen to protect the Chilterns he wasn't there was he? Well he says uh, he was actually supposed to be on a trip uh, overseas and he had that booked in for ages. We, we only found out uh, sort of last night about his intention to vote at the next vote or when it comes to the sort of final vote, if you like, uh, against HS2, if, if he's by that stage the environmental haven't, uh, concerns haven't been met. So he wasn't sort of going to vote against it and then decided not to turn up. That's not quite the same. Uh, 
the argument is, of course, he's a minister uh, and therefore has a lot of influence within uh, within government. He can sort of talk from the inside, if you like. That's what his supporters say, and certainly that's something that Sh- Cheryl Gillan uh, has has said to me as well. Um, but this was uh, her revelation about his intentions to vote against HS2 uh, when speaking in the debate last night. Uh, no surprise about Cheryl Gillan, is there? Oh, sorry, Paul. Am uh, I no. supposed to play some audio then? I do apologise. That's what this is, is it? Yeah. Let me just, I, I apologise. Let me just play that. Now, the member for Aylesbury and I have worked together on HS2 and the long tunnelling option. And he has said to me that if he is not satisfied that the arrangements both for mitigation of the AOMB and compensation, and particularly as far as Dunsmore and Wendover Dean and Wendover is concerned, he will join me in the lobbies and vote against this project when it gets to report stage and third reading. Paul, sorry, my mistake. I was reading the wrong thing there. This, the, 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 the protest, it, it's going to go ahead, HS2, isn't it? The protest seems to be lo- losing steam, while the HS2 the pro-lobby seems to be gaining power, doesn't it? Well, I think, I mean, the, the, the protesters still feel that they have uh, uh, some battles to win. Um, I think, you know, there are, that there is almost a, an acceptance, if you like, that if it's going to happen, they want it to happen in a way that is, is good for them as well. And that's why on Friday we heard about this new tunnelling option underneath the Chilterns, which uh, uh, has, has the support not just of Cheryl Gillen, but also of the Chilterns Conservation Board, all, all of the councils in Buckinghamshire uh, who would like this to, uh, to, to, to sort of this tunnel to go 16 miles under the area of outstanding natural beauty. It's just an interesting thing, though, Ian. Boris Johnson, Mayor of London, uh, called their environmental concerns... Well, I can't actually say it on the radio. Oh. It was incredibly rude in, a, in an article uh, on, on an online politics magazine. He... Yeah, was very forthright about what he thought they they were, and uh, and said they were all more interested. Uh, they're not interested in butterflies, he said. They're interested in their house prices. Typical Boris, if you like, but it certainly sums up the views of some of the people. What the campaigners say they'll do next is challenge the fact that the government haven't released certain documents to the uh, MPs. Uh, they're going to challenge that in a judicial review. If they win that, of course, then the government will have to consider this major projects authority. Rep- Report, which is the big reporting government where uh, they have these sort of assessments of these big, very costly projects, which which is, is has some contrary inter- information to, to what the government have put out and what the campaigners yesterday said is that a lot of MPs in the debate were quoting figures which were just simply wrong or simply just not up to date enough. And Paul, we have to leave it there. Sorry about that. But thank you very much. Paul Scoyne's political reporter. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roads definitely looking busier this morning as a result of the strike action. The M1 London bound heavy going between Junction 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 21A for St Albans and 19 for Watford. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Gosh, what a lot we crammed into the first hour and a bit, didn't we just? Coming up more on these uh, youngsters, youths, kids that are riding motorbikes and bicycles and terrorising the residents of Houghton Regis. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, nuisance bikers in Bedfordshire. Man admits killing Luton neighbour. An Aylesbury MP could rebel over HS2. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Houghton Regis say the problem of nuisance off-road bikers is getting worse despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. Locals say it's been going on for so long, some have given up on trying to get a response from the police force. It is very dangerous. They've got no thought for anybody else and it's it's just continuous i mean even if you're walking across the green in the park it's unsafe because you never know where this bike's going to come and take all your shopping with you police might come out 24 48 hours later what's the point they don't do nothing a mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbor in luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility 35 year old samir barber attacked 67 year old leonard flower in his garage in carnegie gardens in october last year barber was arrested the same day in warwickshire he'll now be detained under the Mental Health Act. The Independent Police Complaints Commission is also investigating after it emerged that Barber was visited by police the day before the stabbing. MPs have voted to continue with plans for the controversial high-speed rail link HS2, despite a rebellion by 35 Conservatives, including Buckinghamshire MPs Cheryl Gillan and Stephen Baker. The Transport Secretary Patrick McLaughlin said he expected work to start by 2017. Aylesbury MP and Europe Minister David Liddington missed the vote as he was on an official trip to Estonia, but Cheryl Gillan told the Commons Mr Liddington could rebel in future. Now the member for Aylesbury and I have worked together on HS2 and the long tunnelling option, and he has said to me that if he is not satisfied that the arrangements both for mitigation of the AOMB and compensation, and particularly as far as Dunsmore and Wendover Dean and Wendover is concerned, he will join me in the lobbies and vote against this project. A school in Leeds where a teacher was stabbed to death in front of pupils yesterday is expected to open as usual this morning. Police are questioning a 15-year-old boy about the attack. Commuters are facing disruption to their journeys this morning after tube workers began a two-day strike. The RMT union opposes moves to cut jobs and move staff from ticket offices to station concourses. New traffic restrictions come into force today in Hemel Hempstead Old Town as work on the one-way system continues. Traders whose businesses have been hit hard by the works will now have to contend with restrictions on waiting or loading. The works on the high street are due to finish in mid-May, but this trader is already selling up. Yeah, that's because of the roadwork. That's the only reason we sold it. Otherwise, why would we go? The business was good before. We had customers come in, but we lost almost over, over say, about three, 400 customers. We lost about over 4,000 4, to £6,000 a week. In sport, Watford play their final away match of the championship season tonight at relegation-threatened Charlton. And ahead of Sunday's civic reception, the Luton managing director Gary Sweet is asking fans to drop the derogatory chant about the FA, saying they should put the past behind them. The weather mist and fog will be slow to clear this morning. Sunny intervals and showers this afternoon. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. And you've got your friends here as well, you see, that's right. It's growing all the time and lots of new developments happening and stuff. It's all about where you live. The view from my home, which looks out over Thornturn across the fields. And all this week, we're featuring Houghton Regis. Pastor and enjoy the experience. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC... Oh, coffee's arrived, excuse me.
there with Megs over coffee. That's better. <clears throat> Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's uh, Tuesday, the 29th of April, and lots to talk about between now and nine o'clock, including wheelies in Houghton, roadworks in Hemel, and whatever else you fancy, to be honest. It's kind of an open house today, and you're more than welcome to call in about anything you want. I'm bored of Facebook. Phone calls and uh, texts I'll take today. Oh! And apparently we're on Instagram as well. I have, I have no idea what that means. I'll get Kelly Betts to explain it in a second. But give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counts right. Radio. So Instagram is the photos, isn't it, Kelly? Is. So, and what, so what's happened? We are Ian Lee Show on Instagram. Have is you spelt it, it properly? I-A-I-N. Hey. S-H-O... W. That's the fella. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have. And uh, we have no followers. Hey, so that's great. If you'd like to. I'm, I'm not in, on, on Instagram. I was, but then you muffed up my account. And so no. now, yeah, no. uh, it's sending a password no. to a dead email. No. But so what could, if people go and follow Ian Lee Show on Instagram, what could they see? Well, they could see a picture of you with your fun, thumbs up. Yep, yep. And a sneaky somebody in the background. <laughs> That's Catherine. Hey, it's Catherine. Hey. And they can see what you two look like when you're reviewing the papers. We I mean, hot. why wouldn't you want to go on? I think we're about to get minus uh, subscribers Why to don't that. you tweet the link I've emailed you? Uh, <laughs> I'm, not fall- hey. I'm not falling for that one. Uh, I'm not falling for that one. Uh, okay. I'm not falling for that one. Now, we're focusing on Houghton Regis this week as part of our big tour of the three counties. And I've got to say, we've struggled to hear any negatives from people living in the places we've covered in the past. Well, it's not been the case in Houghton. People were rushing up to our team with uh, stories, Yabu sucks, with their thumbs down. People there have been telling us they've given up calling the police about unruly and criminal teenagers who, from what we heard yesterday, are making the town centre a no-go area after dark. And today we're told they're pretty much doing what they like, wherever they like, on off-road bikes. And one example of this really stood out, and I'll let my next guests tell you about it. Joined by Aziz Chowdhury, who captains the Houghton Chargers cricket team, and Ray Kempson, who's the groundsman at the Village Green where they play. Good morning, gentlemen. Hi. Uh, uh, Good morning. Uh, Aziz, tell me about how these uh, young people have been interfering with your cricket matches. Well, we play uh, both uh, Saturday and Sunday in the league, and Houghton uh, Ridge is the green is our home ground. And uh, like when we play, while game is on, the kids they come on the bike and they ride the bike, uh, you know, through the pitch. And uh, really, the our league and the opposition player they show their concern. This is not safe, you know, to play cricket. And uh, until last year, we had to abandon one game. And we lost the points as well. Now, so, when you say when you say bikes, Aziz, what kind of bikes are they? I think they're uh, not the heavy bikes, but uh, you know, the, I, I don't know the exact thing, but it's a train kind of thing, you know. But like so, the, so they're, they're uh, motorbikes yeah. as opposed to grifters or BMXs. Yeah. And how many of these 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 young people are doing this? I think uh, what we noticed uh, in Houghton Ridge is the green. Uh, I think it's the three people uh, we have seen again and again. And uh, we uh, obviously contacted police. We have given our fixtures to them. So in case uh, this happened, but uh, the police response wasn't that uh, good. 
So we'll try again this year as well. Uh, because uh, And Aziz, what do they do? That you're you're there um yeah. playing cricket, bowling and yeah. batting and fielding. And what yeah. they just ride through the middle of the, the, the pitch, the green, do they? They ride through the yeah, uh, the pitch and little uh, so and so's. And there is one uh, uh incident happened and uh, one biker took our you know the stumps. One of the stump, uh, he took it uh, from the while we were playing, you know, and then he threw that stump like uh, for, uh, after uh, 500 meters, and we went there, we picked that stump back. So it's not looking good for us uh, as a home team, you know. Let, let me and get this right, Aziz. So you're you're playing cricket, yeah. young lads. How how old yeah. would you say these lads were? I think it's around. 16. Okay, so a 16 uh, year old lad on a small yeah. motorbike yeah. rides up on the pitch, the green, yeah. Yeah. grabs one of your stumps, yeah. and then rides off with it. What, what was happening? Were you all chasing after him or, or you kind of shaking your fists in the air? What, what were no, you doing? Obviously, we, uh, we chased to get the stump, and we obviously didn't want to take the matter in, into our hands, you know. We have no. under 16 uh, players as well. They no. are very, you know. Uh, much chasing them, but obviously as a captain, I had to take the discipline. The team that no, this is not our uh, thing to handle. We call police, and this is for them to take uh, it further. You know? And the police, yeah. when you call the police and say, "Hey, there's the police. There's some yobbo stealing our stumps on motorbikes." Do the police rush down there immediately? I think, uh, uh, yeah, one occasion they came, but the young lad, you know, they. They didn't respect the police either, you know. No. They just, in front of the police, they're doing the same thing. They think that uh, the police can't do anything, or we, uh, as a player, adult player, can't touch them or can't do anything, you know, which is, uh, like, uh, give them more, uh, you know, freedom to do these things. How many people, I, I don't know a lot about cricket, as is, how many people on a cricket team? Uh, like, 11. 11. So you've got, 20, you've got 22 players there. Do you get yeah, much of yeah. a crowd turn up to watch? Yeah, that's right. The other kids came, you know, okay, what's going on here? And uh, so uh, it's a shame, really, uh, that uh, we have been champions for the last three consecutive years for the Division 1, and we turn up uh, in the AGM annual general meeting of the league that if this happens again, then uh, we might, there's a chance that they'll evict us, you know, from oh. the league. Uh, so it's, um, we they, they might evict you. Hang on a second. This is, yeah. So you're champions. You've been champions three years in a row, and now yeah. the, the the cricket league is saying, "Look, if you don't sort this out, you, yeah. we're going to boot you out." That's right. You never tempted by accident to yeah. whack a cricket ball in their direction. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like uh, because uh, uh, this is not only our safety; this is their safety as well. Because, ah, forget uh, those losers. Know, the, is the cricket the cricket is very hard ball, you know. So yeah. if like while playing, if somebody hits uh, the ball to them and uh, it, it it can cause severe injury. So it's not only safety of our players; it's the safety of the people across the like uh, who come to watch the yeah. game and the biker who rides the bike. Uh, as he stay the there, as he stay there, you're a very generous gentleman. I wouldn't give a stuff about the safety of the oiks that are doing this. Ray uh, Ray Kempson, the groundsman at the Village Green. I'm I'm shocked at the gall of these young people to do this, and I'm guessing having motorbikes riding across the village green isn't particularly good for for the the grass. No, it isn't. No, We've, I I was actually last year actually doing the table, and I had a motorbike come straight at me on the table. I waved to try and get him to move out the way, and he just just laughed and carried on going through. So he mucked up the whole table all the way through with his uh, with his, oh, his wheels. 
and it, it took the rest of the season to actually get that back. But I look after another club as well, which is in Outham Regis. It's Outham Chargers, and they've actually um, they've actually had the same thing. They're, they're just up the road about half a mile, if that, and they've had the same problems where they've just come through. And uh, they've just interrupted the game all the time. And, um, you know, we've tried always to try and stop them. The council have tried. Uh, we've always tried. But we still get the problems. Even when the lads are out, you know, doing their grass cutting, they'll, they'll, they'll taunt them all the time, run up to them with the bikes and see if we'll chase them. But we we just don't do it now because, we you, you know, when you're by yourselves, there's always that chance they're going to come at you. Yeah, so oh, yeah you don't want to get involved in chasing no, them because then, right. then they're making you look silly. And you're right, there's a chance you might get yeah. a kicking. Yeah. Isn't there anything you can do to protect the green? Do, I mean, do you not have ropes or something around it's, it? Uh, we used to, but as soon as you put the ropes on, that night it's gone and right. you're trying to find them and you just can't find them, everything goes. But it's through the daytime. We even get them on the road. As I come home yesterday, there was two on, a, on a, an old dirt bike and they were just going down the road, you know. They didn't care about any of the traffic or nothing. They just flew across the road and everything. They take their, their life in their own hands. But the thing is, it's the public which are you know, catching it. I'm guessing that as uh, groundsmen, you, you've probably been in touch with the, the council or the police. What have they said to you? Well, they can only come if they've got people there to actually come out. Our police force are quite low in any case. There's not that many now. And um, they, can only, they can only come out when they're not doing, you know, going on another call or something. Otherwise, we just have to go as we are. Even with the public taking their dogs for a walk. You know, we've had people come up to us and, and say to us, excuse me, but we're having trouble with motorbikes. We can't take our dogs for a walk so much because they're running around at us. Aziz, what would you what would you like to say to these yobs that are doing this? Uh, I can just appeal because uh, <clears throat> we are promoting the uh, cricket in the local community, and uh, I invite those youngsters who ride the bike to play with us. You know, and come and uh, play with us because uh, we want to uh, promote this sport uh, in the local community and the youngster. So rather than uh, uh, creating the difficulties for us to play on the green, they come and play with us. Aziz, you are a very, very nice gentleman. You are as well, Ray, but, you, but Aziz, you're a, you're, what a nice gentleman. I was expecting him to come on full of vim and vigour, telling them how he wanted to throttle them, and he's saying, look, come and play with us. Isn't that nice? Uh, frustrating for both of you. I, I really appreciate your time. Aziz Chowdhury was the last voice you heard there. Captain's the Houghton Charges cricket team. And Ray Kempson was the uh, frustrated groundsman at the v- Village Green where they try and play when they're not being disturbed by oiks on motorbikes. 08459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise at Junction 23 for the A1M. We've got reports the exit slip road is partially blocked after an accident. Major routes are much heavier than normal this morning. The M1 London bound, busy between Junction 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. Also in Borehamwood, the A1 southbound, queuing between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. On public transport, we've got strike action today. Chiltern Railways have a reduced service between Marlebone and Aylesbury, but a normal service running via Amersham. Then on the Metropolitan Line, trains running between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Aldgate every 10 minutes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. 
a nice bloke. I, w- I want Aziz on as, a, on as a reporter. Wasn't he nice? What, what do you want? What do you want to say to them? Ah, oh, put down your motorbikes. Come and play with us. Oh man! If only you know the, the the people in charge of the Ukraine and Russia could have that same attitude. What a lovely blow! It's made my morning. Seven seventeen, Tuesday, the 29th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Houghton Regis say the problem of nuisance off-road bikers is getting worse despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished, uh, diminished excuse me, responsibility. And MPs have voted to continue with plans for the controversial high-speed rail link HS2 despite a rebellion by 35 Conservatives, including Buckinghamshire MPs Cheryl Gillan and Stephen Baker. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There's nice people, there's nice shopping area. We live down near the green and it is nice. Inviting everyone to where you live. On a whole, it's great. We both play bowls at the bowls club, which is nice, social side. Where I live, it's nice. You've got a good community spirit. It's becoming a bit more villagey and uh, better community spirit. And all this week, we're featuring Houghton Regis. I think it's a lovely place. I really do. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Fantastic library service here, actually. One of the best. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Houghton Regis is a growing town and it's good for the future. I couldn't really see myself living anywhere else. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. I know I shouldn't make light of it because it's a very serious thing, but when uh, Aziz was describing the um, yobs on motorbikes riding up to the stumps, grabbing the stumps, and then all the, the cricketers were, you know, raising their fists in the air, chasing after him. I did have the Benny Hill music going through my head. I know, but then when you hear that they might not be able to play cricket anymore... Well, and, and, they're and champions, then, uh, they're champions and they might get booted out of the league. But then, as is, his response was one of kindness... And he wanted them to join them. I was so surprised by that. I was too. And he would be well within his rights to say, stuff these little so-and-sos, lock them up, taser them. And let's put a barbed wire fence round it. He was good, Aziz. Nice fella. I, 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 would, I would genuinely like to do something with him, but I don't know what. Well, let's have a think. Let's have a little think, because I thought he was, it was a refreshing twist to have someone like that on. Maybe, maybe we can uh, not exploit... Well, no, exploit him, but exploit him in the, in the true sense of the word, not in the nasty sense of the word. We need word. a bit more kindness on yeah, the airways. Yeah, we need some kindness on the airways, and maybe Aziz is the gentleman that can do it. Let's have, let's have a little brainstorm afterwards. Uh, 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call about that. Or this. It's a story that we keep coming back to on the show, mostly because of missed or moved deadlines. The saga of the Hemel Roadworks. Don't switch over to Good Morning, This Is Britain. Stay with us because it's really the story of a group of traders who are struggling to keep their businesses afloat while two local authorities battle to get one set of builders to pull their fingers out of their backsides that are constantly on display. 
This morning, new traffic restrictions come into force on the high street, something many hope will make the, mark the beginning of the end of all the messing about. Well, Justin Dealey's uh, going to be there all morning to see how people deal with the new system. Justin, are you there now? Hello, Ian. Yes, I'm live in Hemel's Old Town. Uh, and, and what's it looking like now? The roadworks aren't due to finish until, I think, May the 14th. What, what can you see? Uh, well, at the moment, I can certainly see uh, improvements from when we were here last time. Uh, May the 14th is uh, the new date, of course. Uh, to give our listeners some of the background here, these roadworks started last June. They were meant to be completed by the end of October. Um, sadly, that didn't happen. And, of course, May the 14th is the new date. Now, what they're doing here, Ian, uh, they're making the uh, Old Town a one-way system. Um, They're making extra car parking spaces, hopefully, to improve trade. But, of course, as we've heard from so many traders, that they are losing money because these roadworks keep on getting put back. Uh, A lot of people are simply not using the area, and people are losing thousands of pounds. So the traders, do they think this will make any difference, ultimately? I mean, some do today, of course. I mean, the big thing here from today, you can park here for one hour hour. Um, so restrictions are going to be in play. Um, what the traders have said to me is that a number of people are using these new car parking spaces here, walking off into the town or parking here and going off to work. So that's not improving their trade at all. So from this morning, you're only allowed to park here for one hour. Hopefully that will improve trade. I've been talking to Paul Taylor. He, uh, he runs the local florist here, Ian, and we spoke about the parking. But up first, I asked him since last summer, how much money Money his business has lost. We're looking between about forty or fifty thousand pounds that we're down trading uh, across the whole year. Um, our peaks haven't been particularly uh, um, affected, but it's just been all the other times it's been very quiet. People, especially on weddings, but brides don't want to go through roadworks. No, that's true. I mean, it's a staggering amount of money. I suppose that the only thing which has kept you in business is is your online trade. Yep, our online trading account customers is really the thing that's really kept us going. Um, but you really need all sides of the business to, to make a difference, uh, to make a profit. But uh, it's been very disappointing, the trade on the street. Now, as we look out of your window, we can see these new parking restrictions. We can see the signs which are currently covered. They should be unveiled tomorrow. Do you think these parking restrictions will, will make a big difference here? Is this positive for once? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think it, it's, um, it can only be a positive thing to try and get cars moving in and out outside the shop instead of them being there all day. I really hope so. No, no there seems to be a lot of uh, there seems to be a lot of cars that are stuck out there uh, during the day, uh, whether they're commuters or not, or whether there could be people working locally or I, I don't know. But yeah, there's not a lot of movement out there. People sort of t- seem to take a lot of the space up, and it stops customers coming in now. So it could be a good thing. Um, just lastly, what is your message to? Uh the relevant authorities about what you've been through over the last year or so? Well, I would say you really need to review what you've done. Um, it, apparently they're going to do the rest of the town. I really think before you do it, you need to really have a good, long, hard look at what you're doing and don't make the same mistakes again because it's been pretty dreadful. Really. Well, listening to that is the leader of Decorum Borough Council, Councillor Andrew Williams, who's live in our radio car. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. What, what do you think about what you heard there? You really have to look at what you're, you've done because it's been pretty awful. Absolutely. I mean, I think we've we've been around this. We agree that you know there are lessons to be learned from from the experiences here, uh, and they will be taken into account in in the schemes that are going ahead over the coming months. What lessons have you learnt? Well, clearly, you know, working in such a, a confined and, and restricted area as the old town has been a challenge. Um, as I've said to you before, it's it's not been Decorum Borough Council's direct contract. It's been through county, as where the works referred to in the town centre will be a. Decorum Borough Council scheme, we'll be working in a much uh, larger environment and we 
Um, I have, you know, learnt a lot about timing, making sure that, you know, our, we, we've covered all of the issues that might arise before we um, start work. Will you be using the same contractors? No. Why not? Jackson's, why not? They, they haven't tendered for the work in Hamilton Centre, so they won't be considered oh. for the contract. Oh, so it's, it's not because they were, they were incompetent? I'm not going to say uh, any more about Jackson's. They were a contractor for the County Council. I well, think do, we you, do you think they were incompetent, or do you think, think they did a good job? I think they had their challenges, and I think we, we accept that the scheme hasn't gone as well as we liked. But now, I think, um, as we were talking this morning, it's time to move on and look at the, the positives of of what this scheme will do for the old town. And we will get to the positives in a second, but we heard there that that gentleman uh, since last summer has lost between forty and £50,000. Justin also spoke to uh, another shopkeeper who uh, has, has lost between sixty and £70,000 and has had to sell his business as a result. But what would you say to those men who've lost so much? Well, we, we are obviously, uh, as I said before to you, Ian, we're sorry that this has taken so long. We know that moving it to a one-way system was going to be a big challenge in terms of the logistics of the roadworks and there would be a, a period of disruption. I mean, we have apologised and I'm happy to apologise again to those who have been affected by the, the fact that this is overrun. But as I say, this is now our time to, to take a positive view about what this will do for the old town and to move forward. The gentleman who's, who's lost sixty to £70,000 and had to sold his bu- sell his business, is saying sorry going to be enough for him, do you think? I don't know. I don't know who the gentleman is, but I can't say any more than, you know, on behalf of Decorum, you know, I, we are sorry that this hasn't gone as well as we would have liked. It, 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 I'm just thinking, if I'd, if I'd lost my business, if I'd lost £60,000, I, I would be thinking that, that what you have just said is, is woefully inadequate. Well, I'm not sure what else you expect me to say here. Well, I mean, how about compensation? What, what, what are the plans for compensation? I think we've been along this discussion before. The decorum has made a, a modest contribution to towards the uh, traders, which is a, a goodwill gesture in terms of taking the, the street forward. Um, there are no um, statutory compensation requirements beyond what we've done, and, and that issue, if traders want to take it up, is one for the... That, that was a, that was a small reduction in, in business rates, wasn't it? Small reduction in business rates and yeah. a small fund um, paid for by decorum by our council towards... Uh, do you not? Do you not think, Anne? Do you not feel embarrassed, Andrew, that that, that businesses are, 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 are having to be sold? That people have lost forty, fifty thousand pounds? Do you not? Do you not well, feel I, responsible for that? No, I, I mean I can't take direct responsibility for that. I mean we knew this. I wish I could find the person who would. Well, there is nobody you can take direct responsibility. Ah. For that. and. Ah. You know, of course, I mean I don't know the, the individual circumstances of these businesses, so I think it's inappropriate for me. Well, you've to just heard, you've just heard, you've just heard, you've just heard uh, an interview right. with one of the people there. I have, but uh, you know, I. I that's the, where we are, and I, I can't change that. I, we okay. say we've apologised. We knew there'd be challenges in this, and traders were well. Challenge, there's challenges, and then there's promising it'll be finished by the end of October, and then it going on into the middle of May, and, and businesses having to close. I mean, it just um, you know, yeah, you'll get a nice, shiny new street, but but those people have lost their livelihoods. Well, you can't always say what would have happened to businesses with or without the work, so that you know this may be an issue in that. Whether it's the only issue or not, I think is is something that you and I don't know. So what are the b- benefits then, Andrew, for those businesses that are, are able to remain there? I think you've got a, a much enhanced environment for, for shoppers, a much uh, enhanced opportunity for, to take advantage of the, the setting that these businesses are in and for, to hold events, to, to bring people to the old town. I mean, the experience of, of shopping here now, wider pavements, better parking, Less better shops. environment. No, the majority of shops, you know, there's one or two that may have moved, but you always get turnover in shops, and I feel fairly confident that going forward... Um, traders will have a better experience here and uh, these shots will be full. 
and, and finally, Andrew, just for, for those uh, people that have lost uh, lots of money, significant amounts of money, that, that have had to borrow, that have had to extend their overdrafts, that have had to sell up, what would your message be to them? Well, my message to them is, well, you know, they've, they've stuck through the, the difficult period of these works. You know, it is likely to, to see better footfall than, you know, with, say, what we actually came here this morning, we haven't mentioned about the parking, improved parking. Um, you know, is that you know, we will expect to pick up in business here now, and as they've hung on through this difficult period, um, we hope they will be, they enjoy the benefits of the improved environment. Andrew, thank you very much indeed. That's Councillor Andrew Williams, leader of Decorum Borough Council. I'm just thinking, if I'd lost forty, fifty thousand pounds since last summer, if I'd lost seventy thousand pounds, as one of our guests had earlier, and had to sell up my business because the improvements that were supposed to finish in October carried on through un- un- until May of the next year. Um, would I be happy with that response? And yet, listen, it's going to be great. It will be great. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be beneficial once it's all done and it's dusted and it's finished. I'm sure it will be. But someone has to... Someone has to take responsibility for the complete muff-up of this, don't they? Someone has to say... We've not had anyone yet who said, you know what? We screwed up. It's always one council blaming the other council, who then blame the contractors. Who? Why can't someone just come and say, do you know what? We screwed this up royally. What, what can we do to help? What can we do? What can we do to keep that fella in his shop? And I'm sure it'll be great once it's done. I'm sure it will be. It's just a shame, isn't it, that, that so many um, small, independent businesses, in an age when we're bemoaning the death of the high street, when we're raising our fists in anger every time a new Starbucks or Costa opens, that small, independent businesses are, are seemingly being penalised for something like this. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. One lane is closed following an accident and things looking slow on the approach. Also, the anti-clockwise carriageway queuing between Junction 21A for St Albans and 19 for Watford. The M1 London bound still much heavier than usual between Junction 12 for Flittick and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. On public transport, we've got strike action going on today. Chiltern Railways have a reduced service between Marlebone and Aylesbury, but a normal service via Amersham. The Metropolitan Line is running now between Harrow-on-the-Hill and Aldgate every 10 minutes, and the Northern Line has services running every five minutes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Residents in Houghton Regis say the problem of nuisance off-road bikers is getting worse despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility. 35-year-old Samir Barber attacked 67-year-old Leonard Flower in his garage in in Carnegie Gardens in October last year. Aylesbury MP and Cabinet Minister David Liddington could rebel against HS2 in the future, according to fellow Buckinghamshire Tory Cheryl Gillen. MPs last night voted to continue with plans for the controversial high-speed rail link. And commuters are facing disruption to their journeys this morning after tube workers began a two-day strike. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Watford play their final away match of the championship season tonight. The Hornets are at relegation-threatened Charlton. Manager Beppe Sanino, talking through an interpreter, says although they can't now reach the playoffs, the players have their futures to consider. Don't forget that each game is like an exam for everybody because we have to understand also for next season which player can, can, can help us and which player can, can leave. And there's full commentary on Watford at Charlton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Also tonight, Chesham play their Southern League Premier Division playoff semi-final at home to Stourbridge. Arsenal are on the brink of Champions League qualification after a 3-0 home win over Newcastle. Arsene Wenger's side are now four points clear of fifth-placed Everton with two games to play. We had some problems at the start of a game in the first 20 minutes to find our way through their defending. And after that, when you found an opening, it became stronger. Every minute in the game and overall in the second half we controlled it very well. Ahead of Sunday's civic reception, the Luton Managing Director Gary Sweet is asking fans to drop the derogatory chant about the FA, saying they should put the past behind them. I think for Luton Town now, you know, it's time for us to move on. We're, we're, we're like a football club, we're reborn um, and we've reinvented ourselves to some extent, which is much more stable than we used to be. Um, and we, you know, I think as a football club, if we want us, uh, our team to be more successful and get more promotion, um, we've got to look at, look towards the future. And the quarter-final lineup at the World Snooker Championship is complete. Judd Trump beat Ryan Day and will play Neil Robertson. Sean Murphy's win over Marco Fu sets up a quarter-final against the defending champion Ronnie O'Sullivan. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Your reaction. Uh, there to what we just said. I've had a, an angry text and a, uh, sorry, an angry tweet and an angry email about um, Councillor Andrew Williams. One is from an independent shopkeeper, not in that region, but an independent shopkeeper who deals with this kind of stuff. Who said that um, Andrew didn't come over very, very well. That's putting it mildly. And I've had an email saying uh, Andrew didn't come over very, very well. Again, that's putting it mildly. I'm taking this a lot of swear words here. Uh, and why, as a council leader, does he not know about how retailers in his town feel? And that's a good point. If we'd have had longer to talk about it, I would have kind of dwelt. You would have thought he would have gone round door to door, had a cup, sat down, had a cup of coffee. Am I being naive? Sat down, had a cup of coffee. How is this affecting you? Is there anything we can do to help? A phone call, an email at very least. You would have... Is that me being naive? I suppose it is, really. Just would have thought the head of a council... um, Well, I I suppose when things started to get difficult, um, that would have taken a lot of bravery. Exactly, and that's when when our leaders truly shine. That's when the true leaders... the, The true leaders are more visible when things are difficult than when they're easy. Anyone can come out when it's easy, walk down the street waving. It's when things are uncomfortable and tense. That's when the people need to get out and shake hands and talk to people and say hello. And then maybe have a plan and change and change their mind about certain things. Another email um, from Steve. Andrew Williams is a disgrace. The condescending tone in his voice tells anyone listening he doesn't care a flying fig about any of the traders. I, I was I, I was surprised. And I, sometimes when you do interviews with people, you kind of have to play it by ear, and you know where you want to go and. You have to play it by ear. And had his tone been more apologetic, I, I would have let him do his, his puff piece about the changes and the improvements and the parking. I, I was quite happy for him to do that. There was just something 
I picked up on his tone and I can't put it into words that made me think, actually, no, I want to p- just pursue this a little bit more. We're going to be speaking yeah. to the traders themselves in about half an hour. So okay. I'm sure they'll have some reaction to OK. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, Dennis. Guten Morgen, Mike. Yeah, guten Morgen. Yes, this is dein gut, yeah? <laughs> Hast du geschwister? Now then. Yes. That hairy bit of yours, why can't you sell it in small plugs to people like me who need to... Oh, dear, you would love my hair, Dennis. I would, I bet. I yes. am... I'm not that... I don't know where this has come from. Let's let's squash this myth now. I'm not that hairy. I'm not Richard Keyes oh. or anything. I'm not a Paul Scoynes. Yes. However, that wasn't really what I was, oh, wanted that, to that's talk your, that's about. Oh, that's an hors d'oeuvre. Oh, sorry, that wasn't really what I wanted. I was just pulling your leg, but what I wanted to say to you, yes, yes. the gentleman from Houghton Regis, a cricket man. Oh, yes, Aziz. The BBC are now advertising a 15-month uh, apprenticeship for people who want to get on radio. Yeah. They've got to be over a certain age yeah. and not gone to college. Now, he appears to be the brilliant... I was going to apply for that job. No, sorry, Dennis. He's better for he's, me. He, uh, well, do you know what? Aziz is going to jump the queue. Aziz, I, seriously, I, wasn't it... For those who missed it, there's yeah. a cricket pitch in Houghton Regis where a load of yobs are ri- riding over on their motorbikes and stealing the stumps, right? Yeah. And I expected, when I thought we were going to speak to someone from the cricket team, I thought we were going to get someone full of fury who was, you know, taser them, hang them, flog them. And at the end, I said, what's your message, Aziz? He said, well, look, we'd really like you to put down the motorbikes and come and play cricket with us. Oh, my God. Goodness, you don't hear that generosity of spirit anymore, Dennis. No, I know, and I say, he would be ideal yep. chap to come and help you. Wouldn't he be good? Are we, we going to have a little brainstorm? And he, he may not even be interested, but I would love yeah. to get... I would love to hear a little report done by Aziz. Just something nice and generous and kind. He sounded I, like a decent bloke. I understand. They used to... I don't know whether it still is. There was a police house in Houghton Regis. Oh, so yeah. there's somebody local to start... A local Bobby knows who these people are. Yeah. This is when we want local Bobbies back again. But even even if the, the you know the Bobby's there, we've heard that when the police do turn up, the kids are sat there flicking the, the V's at them. Are they? Well, in that case, they want to ask them, are they insured to start with? If they're not, take the bike off them. Yeah. And surely their parents must know. Are they... Are the, the, the other parents of Yobs, are the, are the parents' Yobs as well? Well, do you know what? I've got a sneaking suspicion that generally they are. This is my, my theory. I got a lot of flack the other day talking about fat kids on Sky, right? And just going to go off on a slight tangent. There was a leading doctor was blaming the, the um, increase in obesity because in some free schools, they can opt out of the healthy menu and they were blaming the schools. I said, no, 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 no. You got fat kids... It's the parents' fault. Don't blame the government. Don't blame society. Don't blame Tesco's. You blame the parents, right? And where you have fat kids, you generally have fat parents. And I think that can transfer to yobs. Where you have yobbish kids, you generally have yobbish parents. Well, as I say, I would suggest that you get this gentleman on there. He's ideal for you. He's a nice bloke, unlike you. Unlike you. Unlike you. (laughs) Dennis, always nice to talk to you, mate. Speak to you again soon, probably tomorrow, knowing the way this thing works. 08459 455 555. Uh, I don't... Does it apply? It generally does apply. Where you've got fat kids, you've got fat parents. Generally. Is it the same for yobbish kids and yobbish parents? Is it the same? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. Uh, Anne's in St Albans. Morning, Anne. Hello, Ian. What would you like to say? Well, I was listening earlier on to your wonderful cricket captain from Houghton Regis. Aziz, yes. Aziz, that was his name. Sorry, I forgot it. That's all right. Um, and it struck me listening to the 
weaselly uh, words coming from the uh, councilman at decorum, that old Hemel, that you could import Aziz from Hemel Hempstead, uh, from, from Houghton Regis to Hemel Hempstead, because I'm sure he, he would work wonders walking up and down that street and getting people on side. Wouldn't he, wouldn't he be great uh, as a councillor? Well, what, yeah. what have we done wrong? How can we fix it? You can imagine yeah. that coming from... I, I feel Aziz is kind of like a, a, a mini version. Who's that, that lad that's raised all that money for the Teenage Cancer Trust? Stephen Sutton. That's right. He, Aziz is kind of a mini version of that. He's bringing the community together, where, where before there was division. It's someone that doesn't think on narrow lines that has a big heart, a big brain and a big capacity to do big things. Yeah. Oh, I do hope Aziz is still listening, because I, I hope he'll be buoyed by um, the support he's getting. Good. Bless him. And thank you very much for that. I don't think we've ever had such positive response in regards to a guest we've had on before, have we? Even when we had Hanson on, we didn't get this much positive feedback. This is unprecedented, isn't it? He's a... He's a... It's kindness, isn't it? It is. And and we hear so little of it. We hear so little of it, particularly on this show. Let's be honest, this show is is quite cynical. Um, But but we we don't hear... Sorry? Kelly? Your kind stories. Call me now, 08459. (laughs) But but the thing is, we can do that, but it'll be a little bit... People kind of find it. He just seemed like a kind bloke, just like a nice bloke. And also, I think it took us by surprise because what we were expecting is yeah. what we got. And what we wanted was an angry bloke say, well, what we always want. Can we get someone angry? Guys, great story. Can we get someone angry? <laughs> and do you know what? Uh, it, that story was made by having someone who was nice and was, was just um, despondent but still generous. I wonder whether we can do something to help him recruit them. The kids? Yeah. Yeah, you go down there, Kath, and record it for us and let us know well, what happens. Well, you know, fame. We can yeah. from a little mo- five minutes of fame. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see it. There's got to be... We're saying this as though he's interested. He, he might not be interested in the slightest. I, I would love to hear a little... I'd love to go, right, well, let's go over to our correspondent Aziz. Aziz, what's happened? Or hear a little package. Or someone goes down there one day during a cricket match and, and records him while this is kicking off. But you know, there's something there's in it, something, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. There's something in it, and it could be a Sony. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Remember that, that radio... Oh, back to you. That radio station that won um, the Sony for the old women talking. Yes. This could be our equivalent of that. <gasps> wow. I hope Aziz is not listening. <laughs> back to being cynical and cold. Hey, Kelly Betts, the show's on Instagram. How do people find it? Uh, they need to get on Instagram. Well, Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I guess that bit. Once they're on Instagram, yeah. how do they find it? Well, they search Ian Lee Show. Groovy man, groovy. I-A-I-N-L-E-E-S-H. You've just posted the pictures on Twitter. Yeah. So they don't need to go on Instagram. No, they do. But you've just posted the... Exclusives. Oh, no, no, we're not doing those shots. I was young and I needed the money. That's just a starting point to get you in the mood. Okay, and then they can follow it. How many followers have we got now? Because um, I've tweeted it, and I've got 36,000 followers, so we wow. must be close to that by now. Um, we have... It's just refreshing. Yeah. I don't have 3G down here. Yeah. 27. Oh. A mighty 27. Which is half of your age. Oh, Samantha's... Thank you very much. Indeed. What? Samantha's emailed in. And Ian, unless I'm mistaken, the trader said he'd lost about 60,000 turnover. It's still a bad situation. It's not the same as losing £60,000, as you indicated when speaking with the chat from the council. BBC Accuracy and Balance, please. Samantha, thank you very much. I'm keen to address that and correct that. But the fella still had to sell his shop. So, um, it, it, yeah, a minor detail, but thank you. Um, and Paul Scoynes has sent you a very funny email, Catherine. I do hope you've... Uh, 
you've read that. Quick look at some of the papers. All of the front pages have this uh, terrible story about this teacher, Anne Maguire, who was stabbed in the classroom. Uh, by allegedly by a 15 year old boy what a sad story it's on the front page of the Independent uh, it's on the front page of the Guardian as well um, and also cross party drive to brand UKIP as racist the, the Times again has got this uh, this teacher Anne Maguire on the front page blood tests can predict men at risk from cancer the Daily Telegraph stabbed to death in front of her pupils um, and the Daily Mail uh, has also got that. Um, the, the, da- the, the tabloids kind of split that with Clifford. Um, so the Daily Mail and the Daily Express uh, both have uh, Anne Maguire. The Mail has Clifford as well. And the Sun has uh, Clifford guilty of eight sex attacks. Not particularly nice front pages today. You know, they're all. You know, it's big news as well when they're all doing the same stories. And there are really only two big stories this morning. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let's uh, get the travel news now with Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. One lane is closed following an accident and things are very slow going on the approach at the moment. Also, the anti-clockwise M25, very slow going between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. The M1 itself, London-bound, much heavier than usual today. Uh, Between Junction 13 for Bedford and 8 for Hemel Hempstead, things looking slow. On public transport, we've got strike action going on. Chiltern Railways have reduced service between Marlebone and Aylesbury with a normal service running via Amersham. And the Northern Line has services running every five minutes. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Alice. Right, 7.46, it's Tuesday the 29th of April, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Houghton Regis say the problem of nuisance off-road bikers is getting worse despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of uh, diminished responsibility. An Aylesbury MP and Cabinet Minister David Liddington could rebel against HS2 in the future despite missing last night's vote on the controversial high-speed rail link. More of your calls and more on HS2 in a minute, but before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather misty and murky start to the day, but the mist is already lifting predominantly into low cloud and we could get one or two spots of light rain this morning, but for most of us it should stay dry. This afternoon, the cloud will thin, we may get some breaks in it. That could lead to one or two potentially quite heavy showers. One or two rumbles of thunder perhaps in those as well. The maximum temperature getting up to around 17 Celsius, so still quite warm. Overnight tonight, we'll get some showers at first, but eventually once the sun sets they will clear around to the way. We'll get uh, some low cloud, just patchy, which will allow the fog to form again. Minimum temperature between 8 to 9 Celsius. Another grey start tomorrow morning, similar to today in many ways. We'll have some mist, some fog, but it will gradually become brighter. Maybe some warm sunny spells in the afternoon as well. Setting off, of course, one or two April showers. Maximum temperature 17 Celsius, 63 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. 
Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. You've told 580 gags in one hour. Can I yeah. test you for one minute? I spent the whole year trying to get into classical music. It took the four seasons. Weekdays from three. We heard from Neil earlier on. He claims he was discriminated against and asked to leave a pub because he injected himself in public in full view. Insulin keeps my son alive, OK? If he doesn't inject, he'll die. Roberto Peroni. And I just thank you for the services that you do on here to help people like myself. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. We, we do stuff to help people like herself on this show as well. Got an email about you, Kelly Betts. An email about you. Uh, radio, says Derek in St Neots. Ian, in order to train as a radio presenter, do you have to reach the same standard as Kelly Betts? If so, it should not be that hard. <gasps> it's true. It's got, got a good point. Sorry? It's got a good point. Yeah. But thanks for your email. Um, I really appreciate your concern. What skills does he have, I wonder? Does he... We could... Can you get him to call me on 08459 555? I'll interview him. Yeah. And then he could have my job if he's better than me. Okay. It's not going to be hard. I'm up for that. Cathy, up for that? There we go. Excellent stuff indeed. Now, MPs have voted to press ahead with HS2 despite a bit of rebellion from some Conservatives, including Chesham and Amersham's Cheryl Gillan and Wickham's Steve Baker. The MP for Aylesbury and Government Minister David Liddington didn't vote, although according to Cheryl Gillan, he will vote against his party next time if the Chilterns aren't adequately protected. Well, Milton Keynes MP Ian Stewart is Parliamentary Private Secretary to Secretary of State for Transport, Patrick McLaughlin. Gosh, I need a breath after that. He joins me now. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. Ian, how much credence do you give to this idea of, of David Liddington standing against the government next time? Well, David's a, a very good constituency MP as well as being a government minister. Um, and my job as uh, PPS, which is shorthand for ah, Parliamentary I wish Private I'd, Secretary. I wish I'd had that before. Thank you. Uh, part of my job is to act as a liaison between individual members and the ministers um, to make them aware of specific concerns. Um, and the fact is that the, the HS2 route has changed quite a lot um, since it was originally planned, and that reflects the uh, you know the concerns that, that local members express. Uh, and Patrick McLaughlin, the Transport Secretary, was quite clear in his speech yesterday that he will continue to look at what mitigation can be put in place uh, to make sure that this line... Uh, uh, which I think is absolutely vital uh, for the nation's transport, um, doesn't adversely impact local communities. 35 rebel MPs opposing the plan. Can you understand why? Well, uh, any big infrastructure plan um, is controversial. The M25 was controversial. The M1 was controversial. Even the West Coast Main Line, when it was initially planned in, in the 1830s, was controversial. It was rejected by Parliament uh, to begin with. The argument was, well, you know, the canals are perfectly good. We don't need the railways. Um, you know, and you know, once they're in place, uh, we think, well, how could we ever manage without them? And I think the same will be true for high-speed rail. It was a bit embarrassing, though, for the government, wasn't it? significant number of uh, Tory MPs voting against. But there was also... Uh, Labour were supposed to be voting... They had a three-line whip to support it, and, and they'd some rebels against it. You know, I understand why, you know, individual members have got concerns, that, you know, the impact the line might have on, on their local area. That, that's perfectly reasonable, and they're doing a, a perfectly good job in, in reflecting the concerns of their local communities. But it was overwhelmingly backed 
by Parliament, 450 votes to, to 50. It was a very clear majority from all parties. Ian, how will HS2 impact on Milton Keynes? Well, it, the line doesn't come through Milton Keynes, but the benefit for my area will be, you know, we've already got crowded services uh, in the morning. Uh, that's being addressed in the short term with extra carriages coming. But we're going to run out of space for all the intercity services, the commuter services and, and the extra freight we want to see by rail. Uh, so by taking off the non-stop services, that frees up more space on the existing line uh, to run extra commuter trains and, and extra intercity trains that will stop at Milton Keynes. We heard last week, in uh, about the proposal for a tunnel under the entire Chilterns area of outstanding natural beauty. It's about 15 miles. And that would pretty much get rid of most of the opposition there. Is that worth considering? Well, the... the, the that's one of the changes that has already been made from the initial plans. Uh, the vast majority of the Chilterns is going to be tunnelled or, or in a deep cutting. Um, so I, I don't know from a civil engineering perspective if, if it's possible to do the whole whole route, uh, you know, uh, through the Chilterns in a tunnel. Um, that's something Sir Patrick McLaughlin said he would look at. Uh, but, you know, the, the point is that these concerns are listened to and, and acted upon. Ian, good to talk to you. Thanks for your time this morning. That's Milton Keynes MP Ian Stewart talking about HS2 08453 says Pat. I had, this is a text, I had footage of three off-road, what is an off-road motorbike? That's like a dirt bike, isn't it? It's like, you know, that you'd see on, um, what was that programme with Peter Purvis? There was a programme with Peter Purvis. Uh, get, get get ready, steady, go. Get knotted. Get stuffed. Get stuffed. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember Get stuffed was on at two o'clock in the morning. It was, um, it was kind of like stoner TV. I never saw it. And it was like five-minute um, sort of punk cooking. Pro- get stuffed. That get stuffed. Buy some garlic. Crush the garlic. And get stuffed. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Did anyone else remember get stuffed, or did I just dream it? No. Um, get. What was the Peter Purvis? Was he not ready? Steady go. Kickstart. 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 And junior kickstart. That's the fella. Kickstart. When mum and dad talk about old. Barely remember it. Kickstart was awesome because what it was, it was people on motorbikes. And they had to, like, cl- sort of climb up ladders and things, didn't they? And then go around really awkward things on their motorbikes. And they had to bump the wheel around and then climb up a ladder. Kickstart was awesome. Kickstart and uh, Pop Black, that's what we need back. Black Pot. No, the, the snooker programme. Not a drugs programme. Uh, Big Break. I'm making some hit references out there, guys. Huh? Big Break? Yeah, I'm like a head. Big Break's probably coming back. Oh. Channel 5, isn't it? I hope they have the theme tune still. Why not? Anyway, we were talking... Anyway... So we've established what, a, what a motor, uh, an off-road bike is. It's um, Peter Purvis. Now, Ian, I had footage of three Peter Purvis... No, hang on. Three off-road motorbikes riding across the front of my car? Flipping it, really? I offered, the, I offered this footage uh, to the police. Hang on. I, I read it as it's written. It doesn't quite make sense. Ian, I had footage of three off-road motorbikes riding across the front of my car and offered this footage to them. I'm assuming you mean the police. If they could supply a disc to copy to as I'd run out. Yes, it was the police. Firstly, Houghton Regis Police substation was closed and they were working from Dunstable. And secondly, no discs. You had a sergeant on yesterday who works with other groups to sort 
problems out. What about policing that involves just police? Yes, a police force that reacts immediately and not just a service. It's an idea. It's certainly an idea. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call, Kelly Betts. That guy who emailed. Yeah. Um, he hasn't rang. It's not as easy to sound as rubbish as we do. People think it's easy to sound rubbish. We we work flipping hard at this. We don't leave this place until like five six o'clock in the evening. I went to uni to try and be this rubbish. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, uh, Catherine, why are you doing the fingers in the air? Because Ken and Sandy is wrong. And he's now waiting on the phone. Well, Ken and Sandy, wait no longer, sir. You're, you're on the wireless. What have you got for us? Ken? Hello? Yes, Ken, hello? Hello, good morning to you. Good morning right, to you. Sir. Good morning. Uh, did you, can I ask, Ken, either yesterday or this morning, did you watch any of Good Morning This Is Britain? <laughs> right, now, what I want to talk about is the cricket. Is that a cricket. yes or a no? Sorry? Did, did, yesterday, or this, this morning, did you watch any of Good Morning This Is Britain no. with Susanna Shepherd and Ben Reid? No, I never watched that. I haven't got time for that. OK. Well, I, I listen to you every morning. May God bless you, Kenneth, and, and all who sail in you. So you want to I talk about... It on, I put it on at six o'clock and turn it off at nine. Yeah, I would... Well, hang on, you don't listen to uh, Jonathan Vernon-Smith? Sorry? You, oh, yes, I do, yes. Well, he's, I, on at, he's on at nine. Uh, what, what happens is I go out to do my community work then, so okay. I don't get... Okay. Now, the position is this, the cricket... You, you want to talk about now, Peter Purvis? Sorry? You wanted to talk about Peter Purvis? No, no, I want to talk about oh. the cricket. The, the, the cricket... Oh. The gentleman there talking about the cricket. The answer for that is... Yes. CCTV cameras and the cricket club will have no money because they're all volunteers. Yep. And what they should do is contact a company in... Houghton Regis, see if they'll sponsor the uh, oh. CCTV cameras and that will solve the problem because you'll see these, your boys doing what they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And then the next thing is, yeah. where are the youth workers in, um, uh, in uh, Houghton Regis? The because they should know all about this problem what, be talking to these youngsters. Well, I, well, I'm not quite sure what a youth worker is. Well, a youth worker is youth clubs. They're they're, they're paid by Central Bedfordshire or by a, a thing. And what what they do is they keep in touch with young people. I guess the thing is, Ken, the people who say we need more youth clubs, but the kind of yobs that are stealing stumps on their motorbikes, they're not going to be interested in playing ping pong or pinball at a youth club, are they? Well, n- not necessarily doing that. But well, we change it to youth workers. Oh. Youth workers are paid by Central Bedfordshire Council, right? Yeah. The next thing is, is that I was involved with a uh, MX project yes. in uh, in this area, yeah. Langford Way, and yeah. we tried to get a a track for these kids, and we it was turned down. Well, Ken, I'm sorry to cut you short. I'm really bad at hitting the news this morning. Ken, thank you. Good points. Well made. Excellent stuff. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an update in from Clive, who's on the M1 London bound. It's taken over an hour, uh, around an hour, sorry, to get from Junction 13 for Bedford and not even at the Toddington services yet. And it's really heavy on the M1 in patches all the way down to Junction 8 for Hemel Hempstead on the speed sensors. Not helped by foggy conditions around Junction 12 for Flittick at the moment. The M25 anti-clockwise between 24 for Potters Bar and 23 for the A1M has a lane closed. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Alice, excellent stuff. I will give you longer next time, I promise. Let's get the news and sport now. Here's Simon Oxley. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines. Teenagers told to swap bikes for cricket bats. Man pleads guilty to killing Luton neighbour. An apology as shops suffer in Hemel Roadworks. BBC Three Counties Radio. The captain of a Bedfordshire cricket team who've been threatened with expulsion from their league because of teenagers riding off-road bikes across their pitch wants the youngsters to swap bikes for cricket bats. As East Chowdhury captains the Houghton Chargers in Houghton Regis, where locals say the problem of nuisance bikers is getting worse, despite a police operation to crack down on offenders. I invite those youngsters who ride the bike to play with us, you know, and come and uh, play with us because uh, we want to uh, promote this sport uh, in the local community and the youngster. So rather than uh, creating the difficulties for us to play on the green, they come and play with us. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility. 35-year-old Samir Barber attacked 67-year-old Leonard Flower in his garage in Carnegie Gardens in October last year. Barber was arrested the same day in Warwickshire. He'll now be detained under the Mental Health Act. The Independent Police Complaints Commission is also investigating after it emerged that Barber was visited by police the day before the stabbing. Aylesbury MP and Cabinet Minister David Liddington could rebel against HS2 in the future According to fellow Buckinghamshire Tory Cheryl Gillan, MPs last night voted to continue with plans for the controversial high-speed rail link, but Mr Liddington missed the vote as he was on an official trip to Estonia. Cheryl Gillan told the Commons the Aylesbury MP would rebel over compensation and the Chilterns Tunnel and warned their campaign would continue. I don't expect that we will win this vote, but my goodness, we are giving notice to the government and any future government in charge of this project that it will be scrutinised inch by inch. A school in Leeds where a teacher was stabbed to death in front of pupils yesterday will open as usual this morning. Police are questioning a 15-year-old boy about the attack. Millions of commuters are facing disruption after workers on the London Underground began a 48-hour strike last night. Members of the RMT union are protesting at plans to close all ticket offices on the Tube. New traffic restrictions come into force today in Hemel Hempstead Old Town as work on the one-way system continues. Work on the High Street is now due to finish next month, but some traders are reporting losses upwards of £50,000. The leader of Decorum Borough Council is Councillor Andrew Williams. We're sorry that this has taken so long. We know that moving it to a one-way system was going to be a big challenge in terms of the logistics of the roadworks and there would be a, a period of disruption. I mean, we have apologised and I'm happy to apologise again to those who have been affected by the, the fact that this is overrun. But as I say, this is now our time to, to take a positive view about what this will do for the old town and to move forward. In sport, Watford play their final away match of the championship season tonight at relegation-threatened Charlton. And ahead of Sunday's civic reception, the Luton managing director Gary Sweet is asking fans to drop the derogatory chant about the FA saying they should put the past behind them. The weather, mist and fog, slow to clear this morning. Sunny intervals and showers this afternoon. A maximum temperature 17 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties 
Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The village green is smashing, you know, cricket on the green, everything you want the green to be used for. It's all about where you live. We live down near the green and it is nice, down near the big house there, it's nice. And all this week we're featuring Houghton Regis. Well, not far from where we're standing is Houghton Hall and there's a load of green area behind there. The Big Tour, BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Suddenly it's four minutes past eight. I always feel I can relax a little bit when it's four minutes past eight. I don't know why. I hope the standard doesn't drip, or indeed drop, or droop too much. Actually, I'm a little bit angry. Kelly Betts has stitched me up like a kipper. She stitched me up like a kipper. Well, let me just say, this will mean nothing to most of you. The EMPS wars just took a serious turn. She was hiding behind a door with her camera set to film so that she could scare me. Destroy that footage. Delete that footage. Going on Instagram. No. No! Yes! So you've been... I knew... You've been getting me to plug this flipping Instagram just so you could post a video of me being scared. Ian Lee Show. Thanks a lot for nothing. Oh, well, lots coming up in the last hour of the show before JVS at nine, including wheelies in Houghton, roadworks in Hemel... Whatever you fancy calling in about. One of the things we're talking about is one of the guests we had, a guy called Aziz, who's just the nicest bloke ever. His cricket pitch is being plagued by motorcycles. I said, Have you got a message for the obs that are doing it? He said, Yeah, put down your bikes, come and play cricket with us. What a nice guy. No Facebook today, I can't be bothered, but you can text 81333, start your text 3CR, or give me a phone call, some cracking phone calls uh, today, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I just went and watched a little bit of this uh, Good Morning This Is Britain. It won't be on this time next year. It will. It'll be dr- drastic. It will look drastically different in three months' time, and it won't be on this time next year. That's a guarantee. I think we should do it. Sorry. I think we should do it. What? Put me behind a desk. People want to see my legs we'll and my do, pants. We could simulcast. We <laughs> could be pants. on the telly, but also be on the radio. What like when Sarah Cox does that thing with the eighties program? Yeah. No. We, we, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Do you remember when Chris Evans did his breakfast show on Sky TV as well at the same time? What's the point of that? I think it's possibly the future, but um, the future isn't now. No, we're, we're in the present. Well, some of us are in the past. Judging by what you're wearing, Catherine. Hey, Jeff Banks. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm old enough to know who Jeff Banks is, and indeed what the clothes show was. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And yes, uh, Kels, I will have white one sugar, please. If that's what you were asking, is that what you were asking? Yep. Lovely. There we go. Beautiful. Now, back to this story of Houghton Regis, where the big tour is centred. Bedfordshire police are, once again, being criticised for failing to respond to complaints of antisocial behaviour. But this time, instead of hanging around shops, that's what we spoke about yesterday, the yobs are on wheels. It seems off-road bikers are doing what they want, wherever they want, and people have given up calling the police. Earlier on, we spoke to a cricket captain whose matches are being interfered with by young people on motorbikes. Well, now we can speak to Jenny in Houghton Morning, Jenny. Morning. Jenny, what, what's your situation? What's happening? Well, I've got a dog, and I walk her in the playing fields behind the Houghton Regis Leisure Centre, 
and the park behind the Dog and Duck pub. And it doesn't matter which one you go to, you get motorbikes and they come tearing across. They don't care about anybody. And there's loads of kids playing around. And you phone the police and nothing happens. And last summer, I was targeted by four lads on bikes. And I phoned the police. And eventually they sent the police helicopter. Oh. Yeah. So, so you got a response. Because we're hearing lots of people aren't getting a response. But you got the full chopper treatment. Well, they said if there was somebody in the area, they would send them. Yeah. So we got the police helicopter. But the thing was that the bikers went off in all different directions. Uh-huh. And then last summer as well, I was coming back from the playing fields with my dog and there were children playing at the, along Grange Way where we were walking home, which is a pedestrianised area. And two motorbikes came along and I stood in the middle of the path because they could have gone up another pathway, but they didn't, and they came sort of at us, narrow, narrowly missing yeah. a young lad, and he was absolutely terrified. Oh, I bet, yes. His mother phoned the police, um, but they didn't even come round to her. And this is the results you get. The police don't seem to turn up. It's odd, Jenny, because you, you, you say the police don't turn up, and we, we've heard this, and, and you also mentioned that the police helicopter came out. So it, it, it seems to be, you know, all or nothing, really. Well, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. When you say you were targeted, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you mean by, by these four um, youths? What, what do you mean by that? What did they do? They came at us from... They came straight at us... And they were going all round us and yelling things. And you felt as though, actually, I felt as though I could push one off his bike. And then I thought, no, I can't do that. Because I would be charged. But they get away with everything. It must have been quite intimidating. It was very intimidating. And they've ruined my dog. They've done what? They've ruined my dog. How have they ruined your dog, Jenny? Every time she hears a motorbike, she either does a runner or she sits and shakes. Oh, dear. what dog have you got, Jenny? A lassa Upso. I don't know what that is. Is that a small one? It is. It's yeah. kind of like a cousin of the shit. Well, it's easy for you to say. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you, of course, Jenny, we all know you should have a cat, not a dog, because cats are far superior, but... Of course. What, <laughs> what, a, what a horrible situation for your poor little dog. Yes. It's awful, and you have to take her out when they're not going to be around. Like, you have to take her out when the schools go in and before the schools come out. What can be done, Jenny? What what would you like to see be done? I would like to see the police on motorbikes chasing them. Oh, really? Catching them and confiscating, crushing their bikes... And their parents find. Now, uh, that one I don't know about. Well, you know, there's something in it. How about this? April's just uh, emailed me in. She's basically saying what is needed in the area is an official um, motorbike track for kids to go on, where it's organised, it's legal and it's safe. I agree with that. Yeah? 
Yes, I do. Do you think that they, the, the yob element would use it, or would they still get the thrill from terrorising you and your um, dog? That's a difficult one. I don't know, but I think they probably would still get the thrill. Mm. Uh, Jenny, listen, I, I, I hope things pick up. I mean, hopefully by talking about this story, we, we will shine some light on it and take away some of the power. Um, do keep in touch and let us know if things change, won't you? I will indeed, thank you. Jenny, thank you very much indeed. 08459 four double five five double five. We've been talking about Houghton Regis and the uh, Yobs and motorbikes. We've, uh, we spoke earlier on to Aziz, who's the captain of the local cricket team. And we've just had a text, have we, Catherine, from one of That's his That's right, from his one teammates. of his cricketers. What are they saying? He says, I'm a cricketer playing under the captaincy of Aziz. Just heard a gentleman mention CCTV as a solution to the bikers riding over the green. I can't see that working because the bikers normally have their faces covered and through CCTV it's hard to identify people as it is. It would be very easy for us to pick up our bats and knock the bikers senseless. But that's not what we are, nor is it what we do. I think the solution's more policing and more arrests being made. I think the community should come together and push the police into doing more to stop this issue. Not only are they stopping our game, but they're also putting the life of kids in danger by riding around at high speed with young kids playing in the park. More policing, please. Can we get that one we had on yesterday again? Can we get her at some point? Because it's, I mean... I think we we need to. Because this is... It's It's going to be the same conversation, though, isn't it? It will be the same. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she's not aware. Maybe this has somehow kind of slipped through the net to a certain extent. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. But it seems to be the ongoing uh, uh, theme that the police aren't responding. I mean, Jenny then just saying about that young lad who had a motorbike going straight at him was terrified. His mum called the police. They didn't turn up. And I don't want to give too much away about what we may be doing later on in the week, but that is the theme of the next item we have planned for Houghton Regis, the fact that people are just seeing lawlessness happen before their eyes and they feel powerless to do anything about it and they feel prisoners to it. no clues, but we are working on a very big uh, story for Houghton Regis of... uh, uh, the, the c- claims of criminality, I think we can describe it as, and um, some, some research is going in into that. Well, we're certainly going to be speaking to that sergeant. It was a sergeant, wasn't it? We're going to be speaking to her in a month, I think, because she said that the problems will be sorted out in a month. So that's something. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I kind of, you know. I, I still remember being young and I kind of empathise with young people who are frustrated uh, and who have nowhere to go. But, 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 terrorising, and Jenny, please don't be offended by this, older citizens, uh, while they're out walking their dogs, riding your motorbike through a cricket pitch, yeah, all right, it might be funny once. It might be funny once. But to constantly do it to the point where the, the cricketers um, may lose their place in the league, may get banned from playing cricket, come on, guys, that's not funny, is it? Is it? How do you sort out something like this? 08459 four double five five double five. You can send me an email as well if you want. Ian.Lee, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk. And if you want to see a video of me being genuinely scared, if you look up Ian Lee Show on Instagram, it's, it's up there for the moment. It will be taken down later on today. Boy, oh boy, it better be taken down later on today. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a quarter past eight. Let's get the travel news with Alice. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Things very busy on the M1 London bound this morning. We had an update in from Clive. Taken an hour to get from Junction 13 for Bedford and not reach the Torrington services yet. Looking on the sensors, very heavy in patches all the way down to Junction 8 for Hemel Hempstead. The M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. One lane is closed after an earlier accident and things looking very slow on the approach. 
On the speed sensors, the Clop Hill roundabout, the A6 southbound approach, much heavier than usual. Also, the A40 London bound. We've got long delays from the M40 all the way into the centre of London. Uh, public transport, there's a strike action going on today. Chiltern Railway running a reduced service between Marlebone and Aylesbury. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. It's sorry, I'm talking about my nasal problem with Jonathan. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Seconds before the news headlines. I, I'm just getting a little bit bunged up. I think I'm addicted, seriously, to um, nasal inhalers. Ah, that's my fault. I told you about that. No, well, because if you use them too much, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. like lip balm. It becomes moreish. Yeah, you, you, mustn't, you it. mustn't use it all the time. Well, I've been using it for about four months solid. Oh, gosh. And the one you recommended, yeah. um, it didn't work. Didn't, no? Didn't do the, the, the do, no. No. Well, let me do the news. Okay, then we'll come back to this. Then yeah. we'll, we'll come back to this. On that cliffhanger. Yes, exactly. They, they won't be going to This Is GMTV anymore now. Let me tell you that. Right, 8.16. It's Tuesday the 29th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The captain of a Bedfordshire cricket team who've been threatened with expulsion from their league because of teenagers riding off-road bikes across their pitch wants the youngsters to swap bikes for bats and play cricket with them. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility. An Aylesbury MP and Cabinet Minister, David Liddington, could rebel against HS2 in the future, despite missing last night's vote on the controversial high-speed rail link. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tonight sees the last away game for the Hornets this season. And after a pretty poor season on the road... Watford will be hoping their trip to Charlton will be much better. What a goal from Troy Deeney! Hear the whole game live in Three Counties Sport. Tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm not knocking the the Otrevi. Well, I feel as if, you know, I recommended something in good faith to solve your your nasal voice. Yes, what? and, And suddenly... You know, it's not good enough for well, you. Well, it's good enough for everyone else. But uh, I'm not having a pop. <clears throat> Here comes Kelly to diffuse the situation. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Yeah, just having an argument over nasal sprays. Oh. This is what you get. This is what you do when you get to our age, Kelly. You've got this to look forward to. <laughs> the thing is, we're both genuinely slightly miffed about nasal sprays. Yeah. Well, I don't like your one. Or Guado. It's too minty. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what you don't see anymore. What's that? And this used to be big in clubs in the 90s. The stick. The stick one. Oh, the, the Vic stick. The Vic stick. You don't see the Vic stick anymore. No. Do they still make those? I never liked those. There was always something... Because that goes right up there. You it does, yes. It up. And you had to hold the other nostril yeah. shut while you took a snort on, uh, your, on your stick. I wonder if they're still around. I'm going to what have about Olbersoil? Oh. Do you put that on your pillow at I night? I do. It smells nice. doesn't oh. do anything for me, though. No? It doesn't, doesn't do anything. I'm, my nasal cavities are severely impacted. Aren't they? Perhaps you need your, uh, your sinuses out, whatever you do. Your adenoids. Adenoids. You can, get, you, can get, you can get it cleaned, can't you? They kind of push a salty rag up your nose and pull yes. it out the other side. When I'm in Argentina, I have my ears cleaned. Oh, beautiful. That properly, they, they sluice them out... And then they, they put a little vacuum cleaner down oh. there. Oh, beautiful. You speak my language. Apparently you can have that done in Argentina as well, up your nose. I'm there. I'd like to do that. Just go there and have your nose and ears cleaned. We well, you know you can get it done uh, in some parts of the world, up your, you know. Yes. Up there. Some, in some, get this, Dave. In some parts of the world, you'll eat a rag 
Okay. Well, eat a rag. You'll, yeah, yeah, Dave, you'll eat a rag, like a long rag. It's like about ten foot long. Yeah. And it, it passes through your, your intestine. Oh, this is disgusting. This is true. Oh. And you pull it out. Oh, no, don't. The other side. Oh, gosh. And it's like, um, it's like when you dry your neck with a towel and you're kind of pulling it back and forth. <laughs> you got, your shoulders. Your nostril got a bit dangly out your mouth. <laughs> you do that. You do that and it cleans you. Would you fancy that, Dave? Sorry? Yeah, would you fancy that, Dave? No, no. Uh, have you tried Obersoil? What? what? For, for, for the nose? Yes. <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got blocked up sinuses, instead yep. of all this nasal spray, yep. it oh. actually builds layers in your nose. Yeah. And it makes your nose... Uh, Crusty. You're a bit crusty and you're making it uh, building up so you yeah. can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Obersol is like a Vic where you rub it underneath your nose, <laughs> the vapours go, go up your nose, like the Vic in the old days. Why are you laughing? Just, he's, he's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, carry on, it Dave. Out. It's absolutely brilliant. Well done. Would you ever have your ears vacuumed? Uh, well, I'm a bit deaf, so I don't know. <laughs> Pardon? I'm a bit deaf. Huh? I don't know. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Dave, thank you very much indeed. I love. It's my favourite joke in the world. I'm a bit deaf. Huh? I'm a bit deaf. I love it. Obersoil. Yes. I, uh Yeah, I've not tried that one. I've tried, tried Olbersoil. <laughs> <laughs> and if you missed this conversation, you'll be able to hear it again in the podcast. Oh, yeah, God. Let's just clip that. Oh, good. What's on your show this morning, Bob? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, yes. is it time we searched all children... Weapons oh. before they enter school. Uh, the front pages today are dominated by the news of the 61 year old teacher who was stabbed to death in front of a classroom full of, of children yesterday morning. Wasn't that dreadful? Yeah, I'm just, I, you can't imagine what it's like for, for everybody involved, particularly those kids that are in the room watching it. Geez. The police have revealed that Spanish teacher Anne Maguire received a number of stab wounds and a knife was recovered from the scene, uh, which, which was, of course, a Catholic school in Leeds. Mm. That's the other thing. You might imagine this goes on in some inner-city school in London. This was a Catholic school in Leeds, for goodness sake. A 15-year-old was detained by teaching staff after the incident and is currently under arrest. 250 children were caught with weapons in schools last year. Currently, 550 pupils are permanently excluded from school for physical attacks on staff. Well, this morning from nine, I want your views on this terrible story. I want to hear from you whether it's time we searched all children for weapons before they enter school. Your views, please, whether you're a teacher, a parent, or whether you are somebody who's only just recently finished school. 08459 455 555. It's the big phone in from nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Honestly, this is one of the joys. This is one of the joys. Uh, is Justin there? Have we got Just? No, we're not going to go. One of the joys of being a man of senior, senior years, and in, what, five, six weeks' time, I'm going to be 41 years old. One of the joys is you could actually have a proper argument um, uh, with a peer, with a colleague, about nasal spray, and there is no sense of irony in it at all. It is a genuine bust-up. 
Now, we've been following the fortunes of traders in Hemel lately, where many have been blaming roadworks for a devastating drop in trade. This morning, new traffic restrictions come into force there, which will change the way people can park as well as waiting and unloading times. Is this the beginning of the end of traders' troubles, or is it too little too late? Traders have been telling us how much money they've lost since the roadwork started last summer. Well, we lost almost over, over say, about three, four hundred customers. So three to four hundred customers you've yeah. lost since these roadworks started. Yeah. How much money would you estimate that, that you've lost during that period? I'll say in a week time we lost about over four, four thousand to six thousand pound a week. A we week? Lost, yes, a week. We're easily losing it. And I don't, I, didn't, I don't even know why they start working on this roadwork when the road was nothing wrong with it. Why would you make this road one-way street? What needed? Is there so much traffic around there? No. We're looking between about forty to fifty thousand pounds that we're down trading uh, across the whole year. Um, our peaks haven't been particularly uh, um, affected, but it's just been all the other times it's been very quiet. People, especially on weddings. Just lastly, what is your message to uh, the relevant authorities about what you've been through over the last year or so? Well, I would say you really need to review what you've done. Apparently they're going to do the rest of the town. I really think before you do it, you need to really have a good, long, hard look at what you're doing and don't make the same mistakes again because it's been pretty dreadful, really, at times. Well, J-Dog is live in Hemel's Old Town. Morning, J-Dog. Hello, Ian. What's uh, what's the scene like there? What's it, things have improved, haven't they? Well, things have improved, to at be last. fair. I mean, to, to give some background again, these roadworks started last June. They were meant to be completed by the end of October. Here we are still talking about them. The new date for completion is May the 14th. So from this morning you're only allowed to park here on the Old Town for one hour. Uh, what people have been saying is, yes, they're building new extra parking spaces, all very well, but a number of people have been using them to park here and then go off into the town for hours or go off to work. Uh, from this morning, you're only allowed to park here for an hour. That will hopefully increase business for some of the traders. Just one slight problem, Ian, that um, the signs, well, they're still covered up. Oh. And these signs went live this morning from 8 o'clock. Okay. So the Majority are still covered up here in Hemel Old Town. In fairness, there maybe they've been overlooked. I'm sure someone will be hearing this and will be dashing down there immediately mm. to have it done, hopefully by nine o'clock. I mean, the workforce are behind me right now. I spoke to one trader earlier on. He didn't wish to be named. Uh, he said since last summer he's one hundred thousand pounds down. Um, he's tied into a ten-year lease, so he's here. Now, a couple of weeks ago, when you spoke to Terry Doris from Harpershire County Council, yep. um, he came on the program um, off the back of that, we tried to get in contact with Jackson Civil Engineering. Now, they are the site contractor here. Uh, Jamie Boast is the site manager. He refused to talk to me two weeks ago. He put the phone down on me. Well, a moment ago, he walked past me. Um, I'm going to play you some audio right now, which is uh, very uncomfortable. Um, let's not forget Jackson Civil Engineering had CCTV cameras monitoring them. Um, that was enforced by the council. Um, Terry said to us a couple of weeks ago that they should take a, a large proportion of the blame for what's gone wrong here. So here's what happened, which is not a lot, to be fair, when I caught up with Jamie Boast from Jackson Civil Engineering. Hello, Jamie. How are you doing? Justin from the BBC. Can I ask you one quick question about today? Is that OK? Just want to ask you whether you think these restrictions will make any difference whatsoever. What do you think? You need to speak to uh, Jet, our press office. OK. I can't speak to you, so you need to go through Jet. Why can you not speak to us, Jamie? Can I ask why you can't talk to us? Is that one going to be? Is that one going to go be up next? Because they're going to come round for a look. Which one? Butcher's going to come round with the other lot for a sweep through now. The white heart, right? Yeah, enforced. I mean, we're just trying to put a positive spin on things today because th- these restrictions could make a difference. Do you not think? 
Again, you're going to have to speak to our press office, speak mm -hmm. to Jet. Okay. Because I've been told that you won't talk to us until these works are finished. Is that true? I spoke to Jet last week and all I got back from her was a release which was sent to, to all residents anyway. We just want to ask you a few questions about, about what's happened here and what's gone wrong. So again, you're refusing to talk to us. Is that a yes? Jamie, if I go and speak to Jet today and she gives permission, would you be more than happy to talk to us then? Can you just say yes for the record? Okay. Jamie, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much. So we didn't get very far. Guado. Jenny Bose there, the uh, site manager here for Jackson's, uh, Hemel's Old Town. He did uh, talk to us before once, uh, once only. Let's just say that interview didn't go particularly well. Um, so since then, he's uh, refused to take our calls. But um, just by chance this morning, um, he walked past me. I recognised him. We tried to put some questions to him. But um, as you've heard there, uh, we didn't get very far. If we put aside the, the massive losses that a lot of these companies have made, and we've, we've had some interesting feedback from people who weren't that impressed with Councillor Andrew Williams an hour ago. Mm. This could, and this should, in the amount of time and money they put into it, be beneficial for that area. You would think so. I mean, a lot of people are saying to me, well, the work didn't need to be done anyway. But forget that. The, the, the work is here. It's continuing. Yes, it's late. May the 14th, it will be completed by. Um, the idea is to make the street a one-way street, which will uh, improve traffic flow, um, extra car parking spaces, because they want to try and help the independent traders here. Um, that was the initial thought, because people need parking spaces. They can get out of their car, they can pop into the shop and they can move on. So so hopefully come May the 14th, we're going to be here and it will all be completed. It will be looking fantastic. And again, we can start telling people the old town in Hemel is now officially open. J-Dog, cracking stuff this morning. Thank you very much indeed. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, I turned my microphone fader off as well while I was talking. I'm an idiot. What can I tell you? Let's get the travel news now. Here's Alice. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, speed sensors are showing a patch of very slow traffic between Junction 13 for Bedford and 14 for Milton Keynes. The London-bound carriageway also very congested in patches between Junction 13 and 8 for Hemel Hempstead. The M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M. One lane is closed following an accident with congestion to Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey. The A40 London-bound, we've got severe delays with queues from the Denham roundabout to the Northern roundabout, which is all the way into central London. Public transport has strike action today on the underground, so Metropolitan Line running between both Harrow-on-the-Hill, Uxbridge and Allgate, but suspended otherwise. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of diminished responsibility. The Independent Police Complaints Commission is also investigating after it emerged that Samir Barber was visited by police the day before he stabbed Leonard Flower to death.
A school in Leeds where a teacher was stabbed to death in front of pupils yesterday is open as usual this morning. Aylesbury MP and Cabinet Minister David Liddington could rebel against HS2 in the future, according to fellow Buckinghamshire Tory Cheryl Gillen. And the captain of a Bedfordshire cricket team who've been threatened with expulsion from their league because of teenagers riding off-road bikes across their pitch wants the youngsters to swap bikes for cricket bats and play with them in Howden Regis. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford play their final away match of the championship season tonight. The Hornets are at relegation threat in Charlton. Manager Beppe Sinino, talking through an interpreter, says although they can't now reach the playoffs, they will still act professionally. My players are perfectly aware that the season will be finished on the 3rd of May. Until that date, they must be professional. They must respect the, the people that are coming to watch the game and uh, I'm sure that they will do it. And there's full commentary on Watford at Charlton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. Also tonight, Chesham play their Southern League Premier Division playoff semi-final at home to Stourbridge. Arsenal are on the brink of Champions League qualification once again after a 3-0 home win over Newcastle. Arsene Wenger's side are now four points clear of fifth-placed Everton with two games to play. Ahead of Sunday's civic reception, the Luton Managing Director Gary Sweet is asking fans to drop the derogatory chant about the FA, saying they should put the past behind them. We've got to look at, look towards the future, and, and that, to some extent, might mean not forgetting the past, but putting the past behind us. Mm. I firmly remember those days when I went to the DFA and the Football League appeals about our points deductions. But there, there are specific individuals that were involved in that case that we can blame, but not necessarily the the, the organisations. Those organisations have changed. And the quarter-final lineup at the World Snooker Championship is complete. Judd Trump beat Ryan Day and will play Neil Robertson. Sean Murphy's win over Marco Fu sets up a quarter-final against the defending champion Ronnie O'Sullivan. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Last 30 minutes of the show. That was an excellent time to uh, give us a call if uh, you want to. Let's uh, have a little update on the Instagram Ian Lee Show account. We had uh, originally no followers. Then I believe we had 14 followers. Kelly Betts, very quickly, I know you're busy, but you can multitask. How many followers, what do we have now? Yeah, house. okay, she's 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 not my okay. She, how many followers? What do we have now? Uh, it's just refreshing. Oh, it's like Thames Telethon. Oh yeah, whatever that was. What? There with me. It's doing that squatty. Forty six. Hang on, I thought we had eighty six a minute ago. No, we never had that many. Forty six. <gasps> What's the point? You've put so much work and effort into it for forty six slackers. Let's try and get one hundred before the before end the, the end of my contract. Oh, no, it's gone up. It's sixty two. Hey, that's much better. Trucker Chris is on the line. Trucker Chris. Good morning, Trucker Chris. Good morning, Governor and Lady Cat. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to let I'm not going to let you speak to her today, Trucker Chris. It's Why just not? it's just a little bit too seedy when you two start <laughs> making love on the air. Oh, so there'll yeah, be I'll none be of that. What have you called in about, boss? Um, these people let kids on uh, motorcycles in Houghton Regis. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we used to um, have the same sort of trouble in Wellingborough because we've got three big parks on our estate. Yeah, so you get, well, you get uh, youngsters to... on these on these uh, motocross bikes and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used to terrorise uh, people walking across the parks and shortcutting the town and all that. Yeah. And uh, the Wellingborough police, they got so fed up with it in the end because obviously they used to come down on their big bikes because they can't go across country. But then they brought out their secret weapons. 
the purchased four off-roaders. And as soon as they got the call that these kids were uh, causing mayhem in the park, they chased them across the park, caught them, they confiscated their bikes and crushed them. Oh. And then I believe what they did, um, rather than arrest the children or the kids or the yachts, whatever you want to call them, they went back to the parents and they said, you've got a choice of either being um, done for criminal damage, in which case you're going to get a fine and possibly a term of imprisonment, or you can pay for the damage that your children have caused in the park. Oh. And I believe, again, that they used to cough up and pay for the damage. And within a very short space of time, four weeks, all the trouble has stopped. See, I can't, I can't imagine the, the parents of Yobs paying. I can imagine them going, ah, jog on, mate, take me to court, see what happens. And, and, and you know, likely they'd get off with, with very little. Well, no, not really. Not. I mean, they, they come down on them pretty hard, I mean, because they were causing a hell of a lot of damage in, in these parks, you know. I mean, they were churning, churning all the grass up and the flower beds and everything, you know. And people were just getting fed up with it, and people wanted action, and this is what they got. Um, now, if you phone the police, uh, and they have said more than two calls uh, about kids on motorbikes, they're there. The, the, the off-road motorcycle police are there, and they deal with it. Chris, thank you very much indeed. We've got an email. Sorry to cut you short. I've got, I've got a lot to squeeze in. Uh, Steve has emailed him. One solution to the biker problem would be a thin, high-tensile set of wires suspended at about neck height of a seated rider. Some might consider this a little excessive, but I guarantee no motorcyclist would have fall foul of it twice. The old clothesline technique, huh? Ken's in Luton. What do you reckon, Ken? A clothesline put around the cricket pitch? I thought about that. Yeah? Yes, it, I... cro- it crossed my mind. Yes, it did mine. I was on my way back from the chemist the other day Ooh. with a wife. Uh, OK, fine, just, just to make sure, yeah. We see three of them going across Lucy Park at the rate of knots. Yeah. And we flagged down a police car. Oh, right. Right coloured. You know, you can't miss them. What, the police car? Yeah. I know what a police car looks like, mate. So we asked, pointed over to these motorcyclists, and he said, I can't do nothing, I'm on my own. Now, in my last estimation, I thought you had to pass an IQ test for, to join the police force. You mean to say that they can't send a plain closed coppers down there? Yes. What they do when they go round these markets to catch counterfeiters, yeah. and then nab them when they're all sitting there having a fag, and then well, you can't get. You, in fairness to the police, who are on restricted budgets, you can't just send a couple of plain clothes coppers down to the park on the off chance that they might see some yobs on motorbikes, and also before them now, Ian. But, but also, if, if the, 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 the when they go up to them, go hello, we're the police, they'd be off, and you can't, they wouldn't be able to chase them. If you grab them, what? Not paying attention. We say most How are you going to sneak up on a, g- a gang of youths on motorbikes? What, d- disguise yourself as a badger or something? At least you'll get one or two of them, won't you, by, by the collar? I don't know if you would. Oh, I don't know, Ian. It's a... It's a d- d- uh, Listen, Ian. Yes, Ken. I had a scam letter through my letterbox the other day. Oh, go on. I like a good scam. What was it? At the top, it's got council tax. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, that is a scam. And Bit of politics there. Yes. It had police and fire service. Oh, yeah. Well, I ain't used none of them in the last... Oh. What, 20 years, I think? So you want the money back? Yes. Gosh. So if anyone else gets a scam letter, tell them 
yeah. on. How much did it jog on? Thank you. How much did it say you were paying towards the uh, the police? I can't remember. It, it must have been a hefty amount. But the, I, I haven't used the police for a while. I don't think. When was the last time I used the police? Maybe maybe two and a half, three years ago. But it, 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 it's comforting to know that they're there, isn't it? That's what we're paying for. Yeah, but it, they're not there, Ian. Mr Cameron, for the last four years... David Cameron, for those who don't know. BMQ's telling us we've got more police, more nurses, more doctors. Where are they? They're all on the front line. Where's the front line? Then Downing Street, Buckingham Palace... What do you think, Ken, on to the more serious matters of the day, what do you think of uh, Susan Reid and Ben Shepard in uh, Good Morning This Is Britain? Have you seen any of that? No, don't watch them. Give it it a shot, because I'm... uh, The bits I've seen, and I've literally seen bits, and I've read reports, and I've spoken to a friend who works in show business. She's the showbiz editor of The Mail. Yeah. The Express, sorry. Uh, and they've all said it's shockingly bad. Now, and, and the bits I've seen are shockingly bad, but I'm wondering if that's coming from my slightly biased... Um, you know, they are competition, so of course I'm going to think they're shockingly bad. Well, what is it about, actually, Ian? Sorry? What is it actually about? It, it's about um, the breakfast. It's about Good Morning, This Is Britain. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's about the breakfast they're feeding the kids, is it? Or... Uh, it's about that. It's about the One Directions. Oh. It's about um, parking a Ferrari in a garage. Oh. I got a Ferrari, so that's no good to me, is it? It's about Robbie Williams' baby. Oh, no, I'm not interested in that. No? No? Move him. What? You see, there's another one I built. Sorry? Another one like him about it. Come on. You must be joking, Ian. Who, Robbie Williams? Oh, my God. No. Goes over my head, Ian. So, anything else we can talk about? Something sensible? Come on. I went out with a girl named Claire for a week because she got no hair. Packed her in for a girl named Rose. All she'd done was pick her nose. Anything else? Went out with a girl named Mabel, had legs like a kitchen table. Yes, I went out with a girl named Nellie, she's got spots all on her belly. Anything else? No. I went out with a girl named May, only lasted just the day. Yeah. How many more have I got? Bye, Ian. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much. Oh, no, oh, no. He swallowed my toe, he swallowed my toe. Oh, gee, oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle. Oh, heck, oh, heck. He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread, he's swallowed by... <laughs> 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 
08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you'd like to uh, give us uh, a call on... Well, we're talking about yobs on motorbikes. We're talking about... Um, uh, Good Morning, This Is Britain, starring Susan Reid. Uh, more importantly, we're talking about nasal spray. Jane's on the line. Good morning, Jane. Good morning. W- w- what point would you like to raise that's been missed in the debate so far? Um, if you're using a, um, a steroid-based nasal spray for long term, no. uh, it can cause thinning of the nasal lining and massive Aye. nosebleeds. Aye. I'm talking about massive, massive nosebleeds. Really? Yes. How do you know this? Um, we experienced it with my mum last year. Oh, and she had to go to A&E and have her nose cauterised. Oh. My, aunt, my aunt had the same thing, and I've stopped using mine now because I, I had it for allergies. And when I blow my nose, there's always blood. So I'm just warning you. <laughs> well, mine isn't, mine isn't a... I don't think mine is a steroid-based one. OK. Mine is just one of the ones that you... You know, one of the popular ones. I don't think it's got steroids in it. I think it's... Um, well, I don't know what's in it. What's okay. sodium citrate dehydrate? Oh, that's like a salt. Okay. Um, Ty- like... Tyloaxpol. No idea. <laughs> Chlorohexidine diglucanate. Uh, I think, I don't know, but I think the ones that you buy no. over the counter, yeah. you're okay. I've... The ones that doctors prescribe, you know. Here's the thing, yeah. okay. I've had it when I blow my nose and blood comes out. I've never had that thing where you're sat there and someone says, oh my, oh, your, your nose is bleeding. I've never had that thing where blood is, is dripping out of the nose. And I'm kind of... No disrespect to your mother, because I'm sure it was very serious. I'm kind of envious that I've missed out on that experience. Envious? You wouldn't be envious if you'd seen it. Oh, no, not for your mother, because I'm sure your mother was a completely different series. Did, did she have to go to hospital with it? Yeah, we, we took oh, her to blimey. hospital and then uh, brought her back home again, by which time she'd lost a lot of blood. Really? From her nose? Yeah. yeah. And we, she was leaning forward, but she'd also swallowed a lot. Oh as well. dear! Um, and then, uh, as soon as she got home, it started again. She yeah. was back to A and E. She was in for two days. Oh dear! And they had to cauterise it. Oh, I'm not envious of that, Jane. And I, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry to hear about you, Mum. I hope that she's all well and good now. She's okay, but she did suffer with uh, salt salt loss oh, because blimey. of blood loss. Well, Jane, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope you please don't think I was making light of your, your mum. Uh, I wasn't in the slightest. It was more those, you know, when you're a kid. Kids always have nosebleeds, and I've never had one of those. I feel slightly uh, inappropriate saying it after Jane's mum's story, but I, I kind of feel envious. Not of her mum, not of her mum at all, but of those people that have had the occasional, you know, oh, look, your, your, your nose is... Uh... Uh, my dad nutted me on the nose once. Sorry? Yeah. You he, could do him for that he now. Used to work, no, he was, still feels very guilty about Good. it. Good. We've seen about historic abuse cases going to court. <laughs> he used to work um, nights, and I went in to give him a kiss before I went to school. Oh. I was all pristine, looked like I'd been got off the shelf at Mothercare. Yeah. And he bobbed up to give me a kiss back, right square on the conk. My, there was blood everywhere. It was awful. My boys jumped on my ghoulies yesterday. Oh! Yeah. And while I'm in agony, and I'm, I, I'm experimenting with words for the uh, testicles. We all know Willie's a Willie. <laughs> Uh, and so I'm, I'm experimenting with the word ghoulies. And I said, oh, flipping excellent, you've just jumped on my ghoulies. And he thought that was hilarious. Well, of course, yeah, it so, is hilarious. Well, you know, I, so I, I need a word that conveys the seriousness of it, but isn't vulgar. OK, if you've been there, 08459 455555. Call me now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The M40 London bound very slow between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and the Denham roundabout. Then those delays continue on the A40 to the northern roundabout, White City, and then on to as you go through Marylebone and the King's Cross area. Callers are also reporting an accident in the queues between the Master Brewer and the Polish War Memorial, so extremely heavy on that route into central London. On the M25, anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and 23 for the A1M, one lane is closed after an accident, with congestion starting at Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey. On public transport, we've got strike action on the underground today. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Alice. Coming up in the last 15 minutes of the show, we've got a youth worker and a long email about Hemel to try and squeeze in, and maybe your phone call as well, 08459 455555. It is 8.47. It's Tuesday the 29th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A mentally ill man has pleaded guilty to killing his neighbour in Luton on the grounds of dismissal. Uh, diminished again responsibility. I do apologise, constantly getting that word wrong. A school in Leeds where a teacher was stabbed to death in front of pupils yesterday is open as usual this morning. The captain of a Bedfordshire cricket team who have been threatened with expulsion from their league because of teenagers riding off-road bikes across their pitch and stealing their stumps wants the youngsters to swap bikes and join them with cricket bats. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. It's Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather grey and grisly start to the day. We've had one or two spots of rain, but it's looking like all the mist and fog has cleared up into low cloud. Now, through the afternoon, we're likely to see these clouds thin and break just a little, uh, which means we'll get some brightness, but also the potential of one or two quite heavy showers blowing through. I say blowing through, the wind is fairly light, so they're going to be fairly slow moving. Quite a lot of rain in a short space of time if you are unlucky enough to be caught in one. Maximum temperature, though, getting up to around 17 Celsius, so still relatively warm especially if the sun comes out a little later now overnight tonight eventually the showers are going to die back and uh, through the middle part it will be dry with some clear spells that's going to allow the mist and fog patches to form again not quite as extensive as last night but still one or two fairly dense patches a similar start to wednesday as we had this morning rather gray rather misty but again brightening up through the afternoon with one or two isolated showers again temperature similar at 17 celsius that's 63 degrees in fahrenheit and that's your forecast okay before i let you go we are having a very uh, serious discussion this morning we all we all know uh, when talking to young children the willy's the willy that that's it but uh, what term do we use to define the well the testicles uh, and you've got quite you've got quite a good one well, not yours obviously but i'm assuming your partner's what what do you say conkers 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 if they're having kind of you know the on the floor jumping up and down on daddy watch out for daddy's conkers and do they respect the conkers or of course they respect the conkers everyone must respect <laughs> Kate, thank you very much indeed. Conkers, well, what do you use? I just know if I said conkers to my boys, they, they'd be trying to bore a hole in them and put a bit of string through there. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Dowsing them in vinegar. A bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century. I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. Here until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today, I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in 
St Albans. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Talking about uh, young people using motorbikes and off-road motorbikes and disturbing uh, not just cricket matches, but also uh, threatening and intimidating people out walking their dogs. Wayne's in Luton. Morning, Wayne. Hi there. Mate, Wayne, what would you like to say? Okay, a couple of years back, um, my kids wanted to go out on motorbikes on the fields around where we live in Houghton Regis, and I was saying, no, you're not going to do this. They were sneaking off without their friends, racing around there. I suggested to them that they approach the police um, to see what can be done for people riding around there. And what I ended up doing was, working alongside with the police and um, the local council of the street, they actually started a motorcycle club. The police and the council brought them some motorbikes, what? which they then brought them to maintain, to ride them safe, and then took them to places where they could actually go off-riding, off-road riding. And for a, a couple of years, we didn't have any problems with people racing across the park because all the kids were with them doing it properly. Then, then what happened after a couple of years? Um, my kids have gone on to university. Right. Okay. Um, the other kids have grown up. It, they had it between a certain age group. Yeah. And the younger generation behind them um, just hadn't seemed to got back into it. And I don't, I really don't know whether they're doing this project anymore. Yeah. Or whether they, hopefully, somebody will hear it on the radio and think, "Oh, well, that's a good idea. Let's do this all over again." Wait, I'm going to let you go because the line is awful. You keep dropping in and out. But, but, but. Uh, we had a good little point. call. We had a call earlier oh, talking yeah, about line. saying there is a motorcross track just outside Dunstable called DMX. Is that does that ring any bells? I just think the the thing is. That, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to work with some people, but the, 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 the young people, the, the adults that don't give us stuff, they're not going to gonna go to an, an organised track. They get, it's the thrill of, of it's the thrill of bullying people like us is. You think the naughtiness is a factor? Yeah, definitely, of course. Uh, Ian's in Wellingborough. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, it's always nice to meet a brother with the same name. What would you like to say? Um, I was just wondering, why is there a dog uh, rehoming place in a children's ward in a hospital? Sorry, what are you talking about? I've just been listening to Nick Coffer and he, he says there's some dog rescue place and Luton and Dunstable Hospital on the children. Do you mean the trail that begins with, how about a little murder? That's the one. Right, right hang yeah. on a minute, let me cue it up. Let's have a listen to this. There's a do- dog rehoming place in the hospital. I'll be honest, I've never listened. Let's have a go. Right. Nick Coffer. How about BBC a little murder? His radio. How about a bit of murder okay. and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century? That sounds fine to me. The book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. Here until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come. Great music. Two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this Epic, it's fine. Coffer. Today, I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the MD <laughs> Hospital. I'm in... Oh, I've never picked up on that before, Ian. Uh, uh, I Jamie, said... Jamie has to be doing it. I said thank you, Ian. I suspect uh, Mike, who puts these trails together, may have um, may have been having a little joke with his editing there. But Ian, that's that's excellent. I- I'd never noticed that before. Oh, that's made me laugh. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, I've got a really long email here, which I haven't got time to read all of. Sorry, Sammy. Um, I, I'll try and summarise it. We were talking about the, the roadworks in, in uh, Hemel Old Town. It's gone on for ages. We had on the leader of Decorum Borough Council, Councillor Andrew Williams, who wanted to talk about the benefits and the, the, the positives, but, but, but seemed, this is your opinion, we've had lots of emails on this, seemed to have very little sympathy for those businesses that have lost between forty and £70,000. We know of at least one business that has had to sell up. 
Uh, Sammy writes, having listened yet again to comments from the Chief of Decorum Borough Council, a deflated response from a civil servant who has no idea what running your own business is all about. Profit makes a business. I live in the heart of the old town, I run an office in the old town, and own a retail shop in the old town, so I've been hit from every angle. Our shop has suffered losses of around fifteen to £20,000. Our office car park entrance due to the new parking layout is now difficult to manoeuvre, as cars are now able to park directly opposite. Uh, living with the constant noise as a resident and receiving countless parking tickets to due to the improper parking permit scheme. Uh, our lives over the past year has been embroiled in writing many letters to our local MP, getting bland stock responses from Decorum Borough Council. Um, this really has been a blinkered, badly managed project. All business affected will not receive compensation. The £1,000 we received as a goodwill gesture was not compensation, but merely a response to a backlash from us at the time. I'm in the old town for the long haul because we can't afford to relocate and my business is worthless today. My business is worthless today. Very sad for all affected. Let's see if Decorum Borough Council live up to their promises going forward. Markets and events to celebrate the historic old town? Not so sure. That's from uh, Sammy. Think Build Limited, Tanning Rooms and Resident. And yet again, more and more stories of people losing 15 to 20 grand. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. We'll be following this story very closely as it develops, as we have been for the past few months. Back to uh, young people riding motorbikes where they shouldn't. Bob Baker, you're a youth worker. Morning, Bob. Uh, good morning. Bob, what would you like to say? Well, basically, um, you know, young person, they've got a lot of developmental needs. And, and if they're perceived really like that, um, there's nothing for them, they'll, you know, they will make their own kind of entertainment or fun and excitement or whatever it is. But, you know, for me, really, um, I think it's about looking at what leisure and recreation activities there is and also a safe environment where young people, they're challenging behaviour, risk-taking. You know, we could do some work with them, you know, involving everybody. But what what are you talking about, Bob? Youth clubs? I'm talking about youth club or youth facility or youth groups. Because you know, there, are, there are some... Bob, I remember when I was, was growing up on a council estate, and I wasn't particularly a bad boy, but there was a youth club, and the people that went to youth clubs were the, were the, good, were the good people anyway. You know, the, they, they were kind of well-brought-up, sort of Christian young people that wanted to go and play <laughs> pinball and play <laughs> ping-pong. I genuinely think, and we'll do this one day, I genuinely think most young people couldn't give a stuff about youth clubs. Well, can I just say really about youth club, it can be a boring place. It depends on the activity. But I'm not advocating strictly for youth club. I'm talking about a youth group because it does seem to me from the descriptions of those particular young people that they would need to be more outreach youth work with. Outreach means working with them on their territory, wherever they are. Would they be allowed to um, drink hooch and smoke tabs at this youth group? No, no Then they're not way. interested. Are they allowed to spark up a cheeky fat, cheeky fat one round the back? No, no. Well, way. then a lot of them won't be interested, Bob, because a lot of them, they do enjoy drinking, they do enjoy smoking a spliff, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily uh, good behaviour, but this is what a lot of 14, 15, 16-year-olds do, and for then someone to come and say, hey, hang on, guys, hey, guys, come on, we got a youth group, guys, put away that, Jay, let's sit down and talk about what you want. A lot of them can will I, laugh in your can face. I just, can I just say really, right, I'm not really advocating that. 
youth club is a, is a place where lots of different activities and from, from time to time if the activity right activities and interest is there you get some of them going there not on a regular basis because the friend may go to the association but what you're talking about with those particularly young people what, uh, as best as I understand you're describing them they're young people who don't want to know nothing about no formalised structure yeah, yeah exactly yeah okay within that within that arrangement Within that arrangement, right, those young people can still be accommodated. What you call, it's a thing called outreach youth work. Knowing at the same time that some young people, they don't like authority, they don't like organisation at that particular time, or for whatever reason, because of rejection or something. Those young people, right, they are the ones that you can engage with. In fact, some of them are very, very good characters. They just need turning around. Bob, listen, I wish you the best of luck. I hope you don't think I was knocking you on what you do. I'm sure it's fantastic. I just think that there are a lot of young people that would, would kind of laugh at that and stick their finger up. And it would be their middle finger. It wouldn't be the traditional British Vs. And I think that's where we've gone wrong in this country. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 London bound, very slow going between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and the Denham roundabout. Then those delays continue on the A40 as you approach central London all the way to the northern roundabout heading into the King's Cross area. Also had some calls reporting an accident in the queues between the Master Brewer and the Polish War Memorial. In Watford, the A41 heading towards the centre of town, heavier than normal from the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And then public transport strike action ongoing until tomorrow evening. I'm Alice Glossop, BBC Three Counties Radio. Alice, thank you very much indeed. Final thought for the day comes from Carpet Martin on uh, Twitter. Ian, I've always used Stephen and the twins to describe my downstairs. Now EastEnders have killed off one of the twins, though. Oh, dear. JVS up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, is it time we searched all children for weapons before they...